My name is Thomas Proffitt. I'm a filmmaker based outside Philadelphia, PA, and I'm looking to create a life for myself writing and directing films. On this podcast, I give my take on things as well as interview friends, filmmakers, and interesting folks about just about anything. You can find the full podcast catalog at ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two F's and two T's. You can also find clips from my episodes there as well as my films. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tom Profit Take. Welcome back to Tom Profit Take. This is Take 11 with Kevin Ostra. He's a Philly-based writer, director, and actor, and a prolific one at that. Whenever he's rapping or releasing uh, his latest project, it seems like he's announcing the next one, and it's already and it's already written. Uh, not an easy feat. Uh, some of his films include, or but are not limited to, Ramesses. Is that pronounced right? Mm-hmm. Monster, Concilia, and Resignation. And also, you've you've had your films in film festivals, and you've won awards for them. Uh, congratulations! And so, I'm super excited to be able to sit down with you and talk with you, man. Anything you want to change or update about that intro? No, that sounds that sounds great yeah, for me. Th- thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so, I I usually start with like an easy question. Sure. Um, like I, I guess I guess an easy question. If this doesn't work, we can start with other, another one. Uh, how did we? How did you got we meet? What's the story? Well, uh, I think there's probably a couple different stories, but I'll say uh, we met in person for the first time mm-hmm. and during uh, resignation. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was uh, directing that that piece, and you were there to kind of film the BTS shots, um, and that's when we met in person. But I believe from you that we had we had communicated prior prior over email over certain things um that i don't remember but uh (laughs) but uh uh in person we met a you know valentine's day weekend in person yeah Yeah. um so we i I think we met or no yeah we started talking i think um back if i can remember it was like i was writing i was i was originally doing this uh it's it's becoming a feature film now but it was uh this short film that was trying to cast no even before that it was another short film i was doing with somebody else at the time but that didn't work um and i think uh fortunately i already cast like my lead and i was like oh this is the perfect guy for the lead for the first thing and uh but then i was like oh, i'll have you know the, the second one i forget what the story was on that but yeah it was it was like and then and then later on i was like trying to recast somebody in rusty spade and then i hit you up and you saw read the script and you were like oh this i like this and then and then later you saw it somehow yes how the how yes. how did you even find the film yes oh well okay so i was um as a director this closer, sorry sure sure yeah you can just move it there you go is this good yeah it's good sure oh, cool. ah, <laughs> oh no take the table <laughs> with the me. table no sorry <laughs> no you're good um so as a uh director i'm a little i'm I'm kind of an outlier when it comes to things that probably traditionally a director should do. I don't. And, um, and so when when I, when I, uh, but how I stumbled over, um, Rusty Spade was I, uh, do a lot of, um, casting, uh, scouting per se, um, Mm -hmm. through Instagram. Yeah. And I will, um, you know, go through my followers. I'll go to mutual followers, and I'll just start scouting people who are actors who live in the Philadelphia area, relatively close. 
And I think I hit a profile, which led me to another profile, which led me to another profile. And somehow I stumbled upon, I don't know if it was your profile or I saw Kevin McCauley's Instagram mm-hmm. profile, but somehow there was the link of Rusty Spade that I, that I um, began to watch. And I was, uh, and that, and my my main uh, focus was just looking for new talent for my for my film. But I um, I stumbled across uh, the uh, Rusty Spade, and I loved it. I loved how it was all one take. I loved the talent that was in there, and that's how I uh, casted Kevin McCauley in Ramesses. But um, uh, it, I I stumbled across it really. I, yeah. st- I stumbled across it, and um, and I'm glad that I did because I really really enjoyed it. I love doing one takes a lot of my films. I try to have at least one scene where I have like a long one take because I come from the theater. And so, um, I really enjoy that. So when I saw Rusty Spade and it was all choreographed and, and, and very intricate with, with the cameras and, um, all, all the actors had to hit their marks and grab the props when at appropriate times, it was very intricate and the camera just kept rolling and I just really enjoyed it. And I watched the whole thing and it was great. Oh, thank you. Yes. It was, uh, yeah, no, that was, um, it was a, it was an interesting experience. Um, I expected to get more takes that day. Um, I, ex- I, I, I learned the hard way from that film to cor- to, you know, do more rehearsal on location and not just at a, like a rehearsal hall, which is what we did. We had to rehearse it on location the day of again, a little bit just to figure everything out. And then we had to figure out okay we can't have a boom operator <laughs> so we had to put the mic on the camera but it sounded fine yeah i thought um, it sounded fine but the makeup artist was clutch she she learned really quickly she she was very intuitive she knew where to be and she was putting blood on people um mid shot or moving objects and and she was always behind me and guiding me at times we could not have done it without her mm-hmm. um han han lee i think um and she's on instagram but yeah, she, that was uh, it was an interesting experience, and um, I I kind of I want to do another one so I can try and do it better. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Um, my friend was asking me, "Are you gonna ever remake it?" Because <laughs> I was oh, okay. I was like, maybe one day. And he's like, right. "You want to do it?" It's like he's like, "No, no, I know I don't want to do it again. It's so right. hard." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, everybody on board is like, "Yeah, you can redo it, but just don't do it with us," because <laughs> it oh, was that hard. Okay. It was. I mean, the white hair in my beard is from that. Got like, it. Literally, yeah. Got it. Um, but it, I mean, it was fun. I mean, I would, I would totally, you know, do. I, I mean, it, w- it would in in a few years probably. Mm-hmm. But okay. Then that was super fun. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned you you let me real quick uh, use this knob to like loosen it up. Uh, hold the microphone though, and then point it at, and then the, the knob? Pull, hold the microphone with your one hand, and then and then this top knob, and then so you can point it at your mouth just so that that then it's more direct. It's a very directional mic. So, okay. Sorry, I'm like troubleshooting as we go. You're fine. No. Um, Does this work? Yeah, it's working. Yeah. So yeah. Am I doing it right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do well with, with or, or uh, with... move it. All right, move it a little bit further away from your mouth. Okay, um, and then perfect. There we yes. go. Yes. All right, that should work. Great. Um. So yeah, you mentioned uh, you do locate. You do no person scouting. Um, that's yes. a word. Um, yes. person scouting through sure. Instagram. I do. Wait, why is that? Well, I I I really tried it for the first time. Uh, uh on on uh Ramesses, um, the film that I have coming out later this year. Um. Uh, and what I, 
my whole journey as a director or writer is just experimentation. And I, prior to that, I have um, casted people in my move, movies either through association or if it was just like um, uh, sending me like like video auditions and whatnot. But I I'm not a really big fan of the audition process and mm. uh, oh it's garbage and you know <laughs> I, it's it's a losing battle uh, and I'm, I'm people majority of people will never agree with me but it's a, it's a losing battle but like just when people audition uh, it, it doesn't matter how much they prepare for it it just it it they're always nervous or whatever and it never just really feels right I would rather someone said me they're acting real so i can see a wide range of what they can do and and i'd re and so so what's that comes with me snooping around on instagram looking at people's profiles trying to find their websites looking at their reels and if they have something that they can offer me i reach out to them and you know i i, I give them my spiel what i'm doing here's my previous work so i'm not some crazy stalker mm -hmm. and you know like and this is what i'm all about and you know i want to you know let's meet up let's talk and so I can uh, pitch you my 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 film and, and my script and what it's all about and what I see you for and whatnot. I'd rather do it that way. And so when I so it was really just an, an ex experiment when I did that with Ramesses. I I don't know how many people I casted through through or I scouted through Instagram. Maybe it was like three or four people, but it just worked out really well for me. Yeah. Um. It just it it, it I, am I allowed to cuss on this or not? Dude, cuss all you want. It just like be, to, be yourself. To man. me, just it, it just yeah. bypassed all the bullshit and like the like and, and and instead of like looking through numerous audition tapes of people that I just didn't give a shit about or didn't care or wasn't feeling, yeah. I just pursued the talent that I thought was really capable of 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 rounding up my movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it just worked really well for me. Um, granted, I like you know it's not as easy as it seems. I do weed through a lot of profiles and stuff and, um. But it just it just really just cuts through the bullshit for me, and it really just uh, uh, I just one thing about me is I just hate waiting, mm -hmm. and and whatnot. And I just want to get right to it and um and and try to speed line the process as much as possible. So it just seemed to work for me. Yeah, I still like using film.org and, and backstage, but I'm probably yes. gonna try that though. Yeah, like I, Instagram. Yeah, uh, film.org I I still used mm -hmm. uh, the last movie I did was was Monster, and I did use film.org um. Uh, and I, th and, and I think I may have found one talent out of there, but, but, you know, with film.org, I had, I had actors sending me headshots that weren't headshots. They're like <laughs> pictures of them oh, in, in their, in their vehicle, <laughs> pictures of them in their vehicle. Just like, it's just like, it just, you just get a wide range of like half of them are nonsense. Half of them are like professional. And, and then has anybody just, ever sent you nude pictures? Cause I've gotten no. that. No, dude. Some dude was like, like sent me like nude artwork of him. Like he was an art teacher. Okay. Um, I I would guess. Um, and it was it was like I I guess he was in, like a college art teacher mm -hmm. because he wouldn't work if he was elementary uh, or like high school. Uh, that would be terrible. Um, but mm -hmm. you know, it, it was just it was kind of um, yeah. It was it was a it was a weird thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, I don't wish it on anybody. <laughs> Right, yeah. it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. So, but I, I still like, I still like the process of like going because that was how I got into this, like, like into the Philly film industry. Mm -hmm. I, that's how I met people like you. Mm -hmm. That's how I met um, all the people I work with now. 
Um, and it's changed me because all the, all the people like yourself who, you know, I, I interact with on a, you know, on a regular basis now, it's like, it, it, you're all people that are very motivated, that are very kind people. And, and you, you grow from that. Um, and, and so, and I like giving, I guess I also like giving people hope that there's, that the process still works. Right. I try to make it as, as positive a process for the people who I meet on that through that right. as possible. Yeah. As, uh, you know, as long as they, as long as they like send me the things that like are in the ad, mm-hmm. like I'll get back to them and I'll, I'll get back to them on like a prompt basis. So I try to, and, uh, and then use that to like, like, so like facilitate, like calling them and talking with them a little bit if they're the right person I'm looking for. But, uh, yeah. Um, I try not to like, like I used to send long emails to every single person who sent like emailed me mm. on that or like or got responded to me and I, that doesn't really you it, like you run out of uh, brain capacity real yeah. quick like with yeah. doing that but uh, no I like that idea of Instagram because you know you're you're getting a better sense of who they are right do you know what David Lynch does when it comes to auditioning actors no he did this with uh, I think was it, isn't her name Naomi Watts I forget I think that's her name she uh. He, he had her sit down with him at a, at a restaurant and asked her about her day. Mm-hmm. Didn't have her audition mm-hmm. or just asked her questions about her. And as she was talking, like I've took, I've taken his masterclass. What he mentioned was as she was talking, I imagined her in each scene of the movie. And once I met, did it throughout the movie, I could sense whether she could play the character. And I knew, mm-hmm. and, but that's the thing. Like that's such a personal way of uh, uh you know a, a very positive personal way of of sitting down with the actor and, and making them feel important yeah. making them feel natural comfortable kind of yeah. like a podcast like right. what we're doing now it's you just ask the person questions and and watch them as they talk and and, yeah. and listen to their voice and see who what they look like right because and, and i kind of do something similar to that but i just i don't really i usually just take a snippet from that like like i just need i usually i think i just need a snippet i could be wrong but I, as I've always cast people by just, even if it's through video or in person, but even better, seeing them, hearing them, and seeing if I see my character in them. Okay. Like when Darlene sent me her, um, I don't know if you've seen Darlene in my my stuff. Um, she like was in Feeding the Fire. Um, she was in like the Ghost Hunter thing. She's been in a lot of my stuff. Um, but she. Oh, she was at the yeah. She was at the 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 uh, the rap party. Okay. For. for for um resignation she okay. basically was like she, she, but I, she sent me an audition i, I kind of just sent even though it was a crappy video it was like i sent i saw just from her, her attitude her her personality i was able to sense okay i could see her playing this character who's kind of like this yeah but uh yeah that's just my my process generally what yeah about you? yeah i um i i do enjoy uh meeting up with the actor um in uh in uh in the process of them possibly being in the film um i i i don't when i but when i meet with them i don't meet with them and based off our conversations i'm going to cast them Mm -hmm. but i meet with them because i really i really um want to know how their personality is uh because uh i don't work with difficult actors yeah you know in in that sense so i want to know you know you know who they are as a person and you know um are you pleasant to work with? Are you are you okay to have a you know uh, like a decent conversation with? Are you, you know, I, I want to get a real feel for them. And then, 
And I only meet with them if I really enjoy, you know, their 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 acting reel or whatnot, or if I can see like the the different emotions that they can uh like like display. Because mm-hmm. that's all I really care about. Um, I I I have a strong sense of casting you off of your reel if you give me enough material in that range that I can kind of pick up from. I'm pretty comfortable with casting someone yeah. off of that most of the times. Um, but um, I but I won't. I most of the time will not cast somebody unless I know them previously or if I have or, or I need to meet up with them and just see what they're all about. That's what I did with Kevin McCauley, saw him in Rusty Spade, um, enjoyed his performance. But before I gave him the go ahead, before they even see the script, mm-hmm. I, I meet with them because um, I'm very secretive about my scripts. Um, yeah. So before they even see the even the script, I tell them what the script is kind of about and then um and then we meet up and I explain to them about the project. I kind of try to get a sense of who they are. And um, if I feel like they are really digging the project or we're really into it, we go from there. And normally from that uh, table talk, then then I will send them the script. And then, you know, I will most likely put an offer out on the table and, uh, and then we go from there. But that's kind of how I how I do things. Your secret about your scripts. Yes. And, and now is it now what's the main motivation to be secret about it? Because uh, I know I'm kind of the same way. I'm I've I but I, I you know, in the past, I've sent things out mm-hmm. probably too much to, mm-hmm. to people. Then again, I I copy. I got a copywritten. Yes. So I felt safe doing that. But I've heard yes. stories where even even if it's copywritten, sometimes, you know, people might. Is that is that that has something like negative happened with you? Well, um, well not yet. Um, But uh, I, I just feel I'm very I'm just very. I've always been very protective over my work. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that comes from um, years of just insecurity and of just my writing. I feel a lot better now about my writing, but when I was starting out with my first film, short film Closure, it was my first time I, I've ever written something and directed at the same time. And so I was very insecure at that at that point. But my writing is just writing good, you know, whatever. And then uh, and so uh, I uh, some of it comes from um, like a real minor at this point insecurity about the writing. Mm-hmm. But another, uh, uh, another part of it is just I'm just really super protective of my work and I don't want and I only want an actor to look at the script if they are this close to being casted. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like like I had people there. There are people who will audition for me sometimes and before they even audition, they, they demand to read the script. And I said, no, you're not going to read the script. I'm going to give you one page, yeah. whatnot. I'm gonna, I'll tell you about the scene. I'll give you one page of, of what you need to um the dialogue that you need to learn. I'll tell you the specific specifics of that scene and, and why your character is acting this way and whatnot. But you are not reading the script until yeah. you know there's an offer out on the table, and then you can read the script then. And if you don't like the part, you can turn it down. But I just, I just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm super secretive about the script, especially if it's an actor that doesn't get casted. And then to me, it's like someone's out there that knows the whole storyline, and I don't want them to to blab and or, or spoil it. Yeah. Have they done that before? No. There's that, always that notion in my mind where I just don't want that to be an issue or a possibility. Yeah. So I just um, and I also do eventually I do also copyright my works as well. I pay the fee to the government and, and <laughs> I just like, I just I like, hate so much money. Take the money. It's like, but but I do copyright copyright my works. I I I can I have felt like I'm turning into like the male equivalent of like like Taylor Swift, who right now is out there, you know, like remastering her recordings yeah. and, and just, just to try to get her uh, her own like rights back, her, her own material that she worked hard for. Mm-hmm. And so um, so I read a lot about situations like that. And so I'm just very super protective over 
of, of my content, um, the yeah. ideas that I created, uh, worked hard for. It's a long, as you know, it's a long process. And then you put a lot of effort into it and a lot of money gets involved in it because um, I, I self-finance my own films. And so like, it's just, it's a lot that, that. Yeah, a lot can go wrong and, and you want to protect that. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, super protective over that. But thank, but thankfully uh, nothing super awful has happened for me to be that way. I just read a lot and, and I just, uh, it's better to be cautious than better just, be, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've had a close call in terms of like wondering if somebody stole something, um, mm. but um you know, I don't want it to go into the podcast, but sure, it, sure. Uh, you know, it's like it, it, because it, 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 it kind of, it, it feels like cut. They're cutting your legs off because mm. if you you plan to make something a film, and it's like you don't know if somebody's gonna like go and take it and mm -hmm. make it. You're like, well, you, it's like it's a it's a sickening feeling. You you yeah. want to know, you know, if I go to spend all the time and money to make the film, am I gonna like, am I going to run into, like, some stupid fucking copyright dispute with somebody mm -hmm. over a film that I wrote, you mm -hmm. know? Or, you know, it's like, because, it, like, especially if it's, like, before you got, um, fee before you got some, like, before you got it copywritten or something, you share it with somebody. And, and yeah, luckily I haven't, I haven't had that happen. Um, right. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you should knock on wood too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should all do that. Yeah. But uh um so you you uh you what's your take on on directing and acting in, at the same time in films because you've done that quite a bit. Yes. Um I uh, I enjoy it. I do enjoy it, but it's also it can be extremely taxing on me. Um uh, I first did that in this film called Closure, and and I didn't I didn't notice um, uh, the exhaustion, and uh, I, I and I did it again with Conciliate, and 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 I also didn't notice that at that time with uh, you know the ex exhaustion of directing and then jumping back into the scene and whatnot, but eventually as yeah. as I as I as I progressed, I, I just noticed that it was it started to like really have an effect on me of of of, of doing uh, both roles. I still do it, but I, I've learned now that um, because I write my own scripts and if I intend to be in the film, um, that uh, uh, it has to be a real simple, um, it has to be a real simple setup to accommodate me. Um, uh, or like, for example, I did this short, short film Monster, which is in post-production and Monster was just one location. So mm -hmm. it was just one lighting setup and everything. And I... And I play pretty much like the the lead role in the film, and I directed the film as well. But the difference was that we weren't jumping to different locations. It was all this. It was it was one. It was a one day thing. Um, it was one kind of setup. The uh, the set didn't change that much, and uh, so doing it that type of way uh, accommodated me a lot better to do the directing and the acting. But with Ramesses, which is I guess sort of a feature film, the film runs about fifty three minutes. Um. Going into it ahead of time, luckily being the writer ahead of time and knowing how taxing it can be on me and the exhaustion that that uh, uh, can happen, I deliberately wrote my character to be a to take a back seat in the movie mm -hmm. and to kind of be this like supporting character and let and let many of the other uh, uh, actors kind of take the lead because I knew I just knew it, it can be a lot. It can be a lot directing and and acting at the same time um, and. Uh, with me having to be the first person on set, the last person to leave, 
making sure, you know, it being a low budget film, uh, there's so much, there's just so much in my mind that I have to take care of making sure there's food on, on set, making sure there's, there's, there's drinks, making sure the crew's cool, making sure the actors are good, uh, making sure that the, the, the production's running on time. There's that and acting. It just, it mm -hmm. just, it, it becomes, a, it, it, I learned that it actually becomes a lot. So I still enjoy it doing it, but I um, have to pick and choose the types of roles that I will be doing as I move forward. Um, and so Ramesses was the real first project that I did where I deliberately wrote my character to kind of take a back seat and, uh, and to weave that uh, um, intention into the storyline and make that seem kind of um, unnoticeable. Uh, uh, but yeah. I'm learning as I'm going. Yeah. It's like, um, it's, it's a weird thing where if you're acting in the film, um, and you're just running yourself ragged on all these other things that you have to do when you're making mm -hmm. films like directing and when you're directing, especially it's like, you know, if, if any other job, you don't have to, you, it doesn't matter if you look like shit and you look tired and you look and cause you are, and you're like drained and you're running slow, your brain's not processing things fast enough. All the other jobs, that's fine. But if you're acting, that shows up on camera. Mm -hmm. I've always thought about that. I'm like, it always worries me. I mean, usually it's not, it's it's all in my head usually, but I always worry about that. And, and not only that, it's like when you're directing and acting, when you're acting, in order to give a full performance, you need to give yourself fully to it. You need mm -hmm. to give 100%. Now, if you're directing and acting, you have to give, you have to, is a give and take you have to give 20 percent of that energy or something you know to directing or mm -hmm. or you know usually you usually it is you, you are giving a bit of, of up of your potential that day if you're as a director and an actor when you're you're doing both i find because it's like you you have to you know it, it wears you out yeah and like you said and like i'll i'll uh you, you can still switch tasks, right? Mm -hmm. You can still direct at mo like there's times where you're like, okay, I'm directing right now and then I'm acting. But I find if I like, especially with my sketches, I, I DP them as well. I'm basically the, the I'm basically the crew. Um, I'll do as much setup as I can before we start acting. Because once I start acting, my brain, like my, my ability to set things up goes down. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do two camera setups. Okay. I'm, I, I actually plan to do less directing and acting for my special sketches especially i'm not going to do a period for my my feature films i plan to do next um i plan to just maybe occasionally with sketches just to get some acting in to have some fun with it and remind yeah. myself get a refresher but i think uh i'm, I'm gonna probably lean towards directing solely like my direct my feature films and then directing and dping unless i have a dp for my my sketches because it's like you you realize like you can't do everything mm -hmm. like I, you try to do everything um and it's just it, 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 it and you can you can yeah. you can but yeah it wears like like you you're you are limited right um i find i find when i when i direct and act i find myself preparing longer than what a probably normal director will, would prepare for for an upcoming shoot mm -hmm. i prepare longer because i have to not only memorize the lines but i have for me I have to make deliberate choices for my character, the, the way I deliver the line or, or the way the, the speed that I'm going or whatnot. I have to make deliberate choices for my character three months, two months ahead of time in order to lock that in my mind 
Um, so when time comes to to shoot that scene, and I'm behind the camera prepping the scene, prepping the scene, yeah. and then okay, let's go, and I go in front of the camera. Um, I, I'm that point because I've been in prep for so long and and and, and focusing on that scene and how I have to deliver it because I don't got time otherwise. I um I, I I find myself at that point going on autopilot because I've trained myself to do that in mm-hmm. in the preparation for that specific movie to do it and um so that's that's how I that's how I found my best way to 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 tackle that kind of situation when I'm in uh when I'm in that kind of a uh, uh, hectic schedule yeah um but the, I I find I don't know about you but I find that the, the prep time. Uh, uh, getting ready for the film is 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 longer because I had to think about all those choices ahead of time to save time when uh, when we're in production. It, it it's like a set it and forget it thing. Mm-hmm. You you have to um yeah like as I'm talking about this I'm 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 adjusting your camera if you don't see, if you notice that <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> sorry about that um fine. but no it's like you you it, it's the best way like my best advice for people if you want to direct and act it's like or try it is to try to set every set as much as you can before the shoot and then yes. and, and so you can forget it yeah um that's the that's and you know what i do recommend people try it directing yes. and acting at the same time because yes. i don't know but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you you basically it's such a great especially for me at the time it was a great motivator for me to increase my amount of preparation mm. just so that like like I, I knew i had to have everything like it like talk about m- something to motivate you to have everything all your shit together the day of because when people are waiting on you and and it's like they're, they're like waiting around all right what's going on are we we're waiting for this uh this thespian to, right. <laughs> to come out and, yeah. and 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 this pretentious director thespian to come out yeah. and, and do his his crap right and it's like you you don't want to you don't want to get people impatient with you or or you know or or would be like what the hell are we doing here like yeah. like you know luckily i haven't gotten to that point i don't think um but yeah. <laughs> you know it's 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 a great motivator um mm-hmm. and it and i you learn things that you wouldn't otherwise yeah um so no i think that's interesting you you point that out like you you try to set like that's why i do i set the two cam we do the, if we do a, like a two camera setup like like a lot of my sketches are like it's a two camera or a multi-camera thing yes and we set everything up all the lighting for each shot simultaneously so to shoot simultaneously um and and it just it helps you you know so then you can detach and actually do the thing mm-hmm. um but still i'm i'm i feel like i'm like i i did a sketch lately where i i just it didn't especially because I rushed it. It's just like it didn't land as well. Mm. Um, and I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't feel as good about that one. And mm. so I don't know. How I, do you feel about that uh, in terms of writing? Because the last, because I'll be honest, my and my mind changes very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm quite indecisive. But I've, I feel like um, in terms of writing and scripts, uh, do you do you have the feeling to like try to outdo yourself in terms of writing? Because I try to do that, and you know I I feel like my last film that I wrote, Monster, script wise, I don't think I really really um, hit the mark as much as much compared to my last film, Ramesses. I really feel feel like as as a writer, um, I thought that was uh, I thought I really did a good job on that script, but Monster was such a different it was such a di- different genre, yeah. different everything, and it also was much a much shorter film. 
But script-wise, although I do like the script as it turned out, I do feel like, you know, Ramesses was probably a better script. So um, I just wonder how you feel about that in terms of script writing or... I worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, right now, I don't feel like I've... I I feel like so far, much of what I've done, maybe not for sketches, um, has like, like, like... My 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 feature films or like my my feature films I'm working on now. Um, I haven't done like a legit film since Rusty Spade. Mm-hmm. I don't what I consider like a quote unquote real film, just because my sketches I can they're they're kind of like low low uh, low risk. Um, I I could I don't really feel like they're films. They're not thought provoking in a sense. Um, my films that like my feature films I'm working on now. I feel like they knock on wood. I'm I'm hoping I think that they'll be good you know, much better than anything I've ever done mm-hmm. on both of them. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I, but that's only because I've spent so long on them. And not only that, I fucked up big time and then I corrected. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I always fuck up with that writing where when I get into this zone where I'm like, I don't have to have somebody give me feedback. I can, I can figure this out on my own. But then months go by where I, I just continue to write for months without feedback. I don't realize what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And I try to get feedback every month or every two months at most. Um, and just to make sure that I'm, I didn't, I can, I can correct course. Cause if you, if, if you're six or eight months in, sometimes you can't correct course at this point, I think I've learned enough. I know I'm self-aware enough that, you know, I don't have to scrap the script. I've been there where you totally, write something it's completely unsalvageable um that was years ago though luckily um hopefully hopefully i don't learn this lesson again mm-hmm. <laughs> but um like I, I feel like if you get feedback usually you can get it to be better but I, I i don't know i don't i mean i've had people you know i've had this idea because i i once had an actor tell me like well you know like like i was i was saying that this other project was better than the other and he's like well it's an idea they're they're both ideas Mm. you know i don't see i don't i I don't see the this idea being more valuable than this one now like i think you know in the pitch like the value of an idea to somebody Mm. um when you pitch them the idea the way they kind of react to it uh, i don't i don't i honestly don't know how to answer because it's it's hard to say but i i do think about it yeah my sketches though i i have like i did write a sketch some some are funny Mm -hmm. uh some aren't um because my writing for sketches is different from my my bigger projects. Bigger projects, I actually write them. Like I actually go and sit down and, and do the writing mm-hmm. um, and trudge through it and and rework it and rework and rework it like 20 times or something. Like the drafts or whatever, 20, 30, you know, but 20, 30 drafts. And then and rework each scene uh, as I go through it. Sketches, I do it in my naps. <laughs> okay. I, I, I literally write the entire sketch in a na- oh, during naps. Okay. over the course of different days all right and and if i don't remember it it wasn't good mm-hmm. and so I, I i write it in my head until it's completely funny like the, the idea is funny and i i pitched it to somebody and, I, and then i i've also worked it out <laughs> completely <laughs> I just hit the microphone I, I worked out completely and each line or most most lines and scenes are pretty funny and it kind of works yeah sometimes it does, a lot. Some of the sketches are hit or miss, and like I'll write a sketch that seems funny to me in my naps, <laughs> and then once I share it with somebody, they're like, mm, "I think you hit the, missed the mark." And then, but the thing with because it's a sketch, it's it's hard. I, I usually 
it doesn't get made. Mm. The, the script is put aside and maybe I'll be able to salvage it and fix it. But I don't spend the time I spend on serious films on my sketches, my sketch writing. Like if I can figure it out in my head, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's just one way of, of conserving, you know, the time I spend writing real things versus um, how I how I spend like, wait, what's the best way to spend? What's the best time of my day to spend working on sketches that's that aren't that serious to me? Mm-hmm. They're just kind of fun and, and a way to practice making films. Um, that's a long way of answering. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's basically the gist of it. Um, yeah. But no, I do worry about it. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you? Like you, you are you you mentioned that, that you. Some some films like you feel like are better than the others. I well, past ones. Yeah, and well, yeah, well, definitely. I feel like uh, uh, as I, I feel like each film film itself should be better than the previous one. I feel yeah. like, but um, I I've, I've just felt like uh, like in terms of like script, I felt like I don't know. It's it's really difficult to answer because because I I because because the the two different uh, films are. Two different genres, two different formats, two different whatever. But uh, and I, uh, and having said that, I do feel like the latest the latest film that I did, Monster. I do feel like it's a good film for what it is. But me as a writer, being behind it and the intention behind it and whatnot, I feel like I um, I don't know. Well, and 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 I have my answer actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go. It's go. it's. I think I think that the secret is having an ace in the hole. If you feel if you if when you work on something that's not and it turns out to you feel like it's not as good as the last thing, mm-hmm. before having worked on that and figured that out that it wasn't as good as the last one, have the next project lined up. You know, Rusty Spade was actually for years seven no, well, since I was in high school. Uh, I forget how many years ago that was. It was I was in, I was in, I graduated in twenty fourteen, um, and it was uh like that was my secret with that it was like the joker mentions like the ace in the hole in the dark night it's like like i having an ace in the hole it's it's having a project that you know is really good for mm-hmm. you it's too go really good to you mm-hmm. knowing you got locked away or try to have a better thing like you know maybe not every film needs to be better than the last but right. the, there needs to be i think there needs to be a trend towards that direction mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have hits and misses right you know what? It's like it's a stay of it's a stay of execution, mm-hmm. as I've heard like Dustin Hoffman mention in, in his master class when it comes to, to acting. Not every take is going to be better than the last. Right. Think about it that way. It's like yeah, yeah. when you're acting, there's going to be act it takes, you know, each, you know, it takes or it's you're progressively getting somewhere. Right. You know, you know, you only have usually if you have a really good take, the next one's going to be probably real shit. You right. know what I mean? Like or or, yeah. or not won't be as good. Um, right. I always think about that because and a lot of times it might be because the performance thing is is you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Usually that stuff happens when you're not thinking about how well you're doing. Right. And so if you have like something like locked away where you're like, oh, I can't wait to do that. Mm-hmm. It, it's a way of freeing yourself from that obligation of of am I getting better or that, right. that worry of am I getting worse or better? Mm-hmm. if you got that thing locked away that you don't maybe maybe you don't know what other people are going to think of it right but you think as long as you think it's, it's better than the last thing right you know that can carry you um, right. to the next like project um i've got something that i plan to do in the next 10 years yeah and it's a it's either going to be like this four-hour epic or like a two-part two-film thing or a series and it's something i've been working on for since 
13 and it's going to be so hard to it's going to be so incredibly hard and i know this innately it's going to be so incredibly hard for me to follow it up mm -hmm. it's going to take me decades okay that's how that's because i've spent thousands of like over a thousand something hours on it and it's something that is very very special it, it, that's the thing it's like some projects are so much more special to you than others because yes. you've spent so much time with them. Yeah. And really the, really what it comes down to is finding that next project to sink a lot of time into. Mm -hmm. That's worth it. That's yes. worth that time. Like there's some ideas that, you know, it's good, but there's some ideas that you you get lost in. Right. And sometimes you have no control over that. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, uh some the argument might like argument might be made of like you know well if it's uh if you don't feel like it's the best script you've ever written or, or whatnot why why pursue it why put money into it whatnot and i read this this was years ago but i read this write-up and it may i don't know if I don't, I was some type of, of publishing magazine it was talking about michael jackson and their and their and their uh, opinion was you know they said uh like michael jackson uh, spent the rest of his career trying to follow up thriller Mm -hmm. uh, the the huge phenomenon that that was, and he never hit the mark. No album he ever made was ever as big in terms of sales or whatnot was ever as big as Thriller, and so that's why I kind of continued onward yeah. uh, because you know I'm not saying Ramsey was the best thing I ever wrote, but personally I feel like it is thus far. But that's why I kind of went went forward with Monster, and and I thought you know what I'm just gonna and I don't want to try to chase after what's been what I've done or or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess the, my overall overall goal personally is try to try to outdo myself. And I don't hit if I don't hit the mark, whatever. Yeah. Um. But I I, I at this point um I try to try to just keep pushing out things that uh uh, uh sort of what you said that that I I start uh, uh pushing out things that I feel like um not only take an interest but it's worth my time yeah it's really worth my time or something that i really want to do because why with my movies i try to each movie i try to do i try to have be something for the most part i try to have be something different whether it's a different genre or me playing a totally different character or mm. whatnot that yeah, if it's different it's more the more different it is the harder mm. it is to compare it to the last thing. yeah yeah so yeah whatever i th it's like some people think like get hung up on this like like it's weird to me like or it's not weird to me but it's like it's a conundrum for me that quentin tarantino is like planning to like retire after his next film or mm -hmm. he might retire after once upon a time because that's a way that's a hell of a way to go out you know sure. doing that film um just because he wants to have 10 solid films and then be done because he finds that directors and are like boxers in history like like directors will do you, you'll usually get 10 good films in their career or mm -hmm. if they're lucky and and then they'll just keep going and making films and while they're old and then they'll be get, getting worse and, and, mm. and just going downhill. And I kind of agree with them. Um, I mean, there's there's directors like that have great ones every so often. And it's like like I, I feel like uh, um, it's that one like like I, I don't know um, because. I mean, I love making movies and I, I'm like, would I ever want to do that? Like retire after like so many years? I mean, if I were to do it, it would be to pursue helping other people make f films because that's a that's a calling that I'd like to do someday mm -hmm. and start doing what as soon as I can, you know, and I think um, I think uh, I, I don't know. I like and but part of me just doesn't want to get hung up on it. The yeah. quality. 
yeah. you know, I, do, I, I mean, I do, I take it seriously. I want to take it seriously to a degree. There's a, there's the 80, there's a thing called the 80, 20 principle spending 80% of your time doing the, the 20% that gets 80% of the result or spending most of your time on the thing, the 20% that gets 80% of the results. And I feel like this is an instance where, you know, you want to view, does it, does the thing you're doing get within, is it 80%? If it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent or one hundred ten percent compared to the last thing you did, but as long as it's eighty percent as good as the last thing, mm. because that means you know, you know you're not. I mean you're 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 doing something quality. You know, um, I don't know. I I mean you could or or it's or not as good as the last thing, but it needs to be eighty percent as good as you want it to be mm-hmm. at least. Um, if it's below that or you know, and then that's subjective. Right. How, how you there's no way to calculate that or quantify it but it's like you have to have a barometer of what's good enough and and that's something that's up to you mm-hmm. and and i think though it's like if you don't have any other ideas going on that that you like pursue the one that you have right like i think if i i wouldn't probably make feeding the fire today because i feel like there's so much that I could have done better or that i've learned since there and and that you know could have been better about it and i think that's the same about a lot of my films now mm. But you have to make those films to learn the lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you know, if I hadn't made that film, I might not be making films now. Right. Like I might be doing something else because right. I, I didn't I didn't go and do it. That yeah. was the best film I could do at the time. Right. Go and make the best thing you can do at the time because right. that's what matters. Because that, it, with that, you learn lessons that, that enable you to grow and get better. Do you edit your own films? Oh, yeah. Always. So I, I have... I I had this idea in my mind and I don't know if I ever want to pursue it cuz I just I think about the hours I got to put into it. Mm-hmm. But um you know, I edit my own movies as well and I want uh, my the first film I ever did write dr- wrote directed produced and whatnot was a film called Closure and uh and I look back at the edit of that and I'm like uh the 2021 Kevin can do such a great job, a better job. At, at editing editing that movie rather than the 2018 uh kevin and uh and one of these days i think i'm going to go back because <laughs> i have all the audio files i have all the takes and whatnot and and one of these days i think i'm going to go back and try to re-edit that movie just to see if i can get and and re-edit that movie without looking at the last cut like just just call it just, the redo just yeah. and, and i just feel like and i feel like and i just wonder if I can do it better and I'm pretty sure I can, but I think about the film, it's a short film. It's probably going to be like, I don't know, maybe was it 20 minutes at that? But, but I just, I think about like, I think that's going to be a project for me one day to just go back and, and, and not look at the, not look at the the film of what I did and just try to like, uh, just re-edit it. I just, as I'm just curious about if the edit would be better, but yeah. uh, I, I've thought about that. Like yeah. I thought about that for Rusty Spade, not just reshooting it, but like if I were to do go with what I have, Maybe, you know, it would be the same take. I mean, it would basically be the same film, except the only difference would be I'd update the color grading. Mm. But in order to, the thing was when I did the visual effects for it, the color grading was baked into it. So I'd have to go and, and not redo all the the visual effects, hopefully, but like I'd have to go export that video clip to go underneath it. And I'm not sure if I have all the files in the right place. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to like go scavenging hunt, scavenger hunting for all the right files and, and reconnect them re- or resource them in After Effects, hopefully like, like I can. And so it's like there's a risk to it that I might get 
deep into doing it and find I have to do a lot more work than I, I thought. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I would do that though, if I wanted to put it to festivals, I never did put it to festivals. Um, just because like, and I, and I think somebody told me this, like, like, eh, I put feeding the fire to film festivals, but not that one. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would, I, I try to, just look forward and move on because yeah. I feel like if you get too wrapped up on the past, you start to stifle your progress. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we mentioned that we mentioned this, and this is actually a question I have. Um, what, what is it about an idea or a project um, that makes you pursue the hard work and, and of, of going and making it into a film? Uh, for me, the, 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 what makes me pursue a, uh, an idea that makes me, you know, dedicate my time to sit down and, and, and to write it or, and, and put all these hours and effort into it is it has to be an idea, uh, whatever about it has, it has to be something I'm, I'm obsessed with something that I am, something that inspires me. Uh, I cannot write if I'm not inspired or, or whatnot. And the, the, the best thing for me to do, uh, is, uh, the, probably the best way I get my ideas is if I'm just simply driving in my car mm -hmm. or if I'm in the shower or if I'm just watching a movie or a television show. And there, there's, maybe there's a moment in a scene or what whatnot that inspires me like, oh, I want to have uh, 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 something like that. Whether it's, whether it's the characters going through this insane argument that I think is incredible or whether it's just this monumental moment in this piece that I'm watching that I think is great. But um, uh, it has to, that idea, whatever that idea has to be, uh, is, uh, has to really, uh, I have to be obsessed with. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's really where it starts from for me, is I, uh, um, um, something uh, com comes across uh, my mind that I, uh, I first, normally I usually think it's like it's stupid or it's not worth my time or whatnot, and I'll let it simmer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll see if I can go anywhere with it. And I haven't even put any um, thoughts to paper yet. And I usually let it simmer and see, like, you know, what can, what can I do with this idea? And 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 more so, how if I pursue this idea, uh, uh, ho hoping for me to eventually filming it, is how hard is it going to be to film? Because unfortunately, in my um, on the local film low budget level, um, uh, I have the hardest time location scouting. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea has to, unfortunately, I don't want that to try to stifle my creativity, but unfortunately I, I'm working within certain constraints. So the idea has to be worthy enough that, that, that I can either find the locations for it or be willing enough to, 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 to find or locate those, those locations. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like I answered that really roundabout way, but uh, take what you will from that. It it's um like with feeding the fire. It was that was an attempt to at the time it started as an it came from an attempt to come up with an idea that was non location dependent, which mm. is what I actually would try recommend people trying to do mm. because when you come up with an idea that's non location dependent, meaning think Sorkin the way he writes like. His characters are, it's like verbal action. It's mm -hmm. the characters are trying, are using dialogue to get something from each other or something. And through that, it's, he, he, he creates a story. There's, 
it, he as he puts it, it's there is intention and obstacle in his films. That's what creates drama. The character has an intention, and then there's a formidable obstacle, and that might destroy them or come close at least. Um, and the thing is, that becomes once he has a, that, and it seems real and relatable and realistic. He'll, as he says, hang clothes on the closing line. It's a clothing little clothesline that he put hang stuff on, and for and 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 that's what scenes are. It's you're hanging scenes on that, and 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 from the start to the end of it. And basically, like if you can do that, and also at the same time hit like a story, like the points that feel satisfying for a story, with just using dialogue for a non-location dependent project. You can do a lot as a, as a if you can pull that off mm-hmm. consistently, you can do really well as a as a low budget or shoestring budget filmmaker mm-hmm. because you know you're not there's nothing in your way. Yeah. Um, that's my belief. I've yeah. you know I, there's people who tell me no you need to you know you need money to make movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's valid reasons for both arguments. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you know if you have no ability to to to, to you know, pay for locations and, 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 and people and crew and whatnot. Just find, you know, volunteers who are passionate about what you're doing and, and go and make it. There's no mm-hmm. excuses. Um, yeah. But I think um, you mentioned, yeah, like you 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 have trouble with like location scouting. Yes. I'm, I'm an idiot because, but no, I I, I, I don't regret it. Um, I'm working, one of my future films is going to be a feature, it's going to be a World War II feature film. Okay. And I got to find locations for mm-hmm. that. But it's, a lot of it is going to be hedgerows, which was intentional, like something that could be seen as hedgerows from the most part at night, which is also another obstacle because I have to shoot a lot at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got it, but I had to find some period places like, like homes and whatnot and that look like they're from Normandy, France. Um, mm. So that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, whenever I'm always thinking about that locations, like is the, are, are the locations too tough? But when you get into the, when you when you work out the muscle of coming up with ideas that are non-location dependent or locations that you know you can get easily yes. that you have at your disposal, that is what can save you as a filmmaker or make the big difference. Um, I think personally. Yeah. Um, but um, I want to ask, how did you get starting doing what you do? So when you say that question, are you are you asking uh, just how did I get started just as an actor or as an actor or, uh, or, and, a, and a filmmaker and a writer, um, all three? Well, all right, I I didn't know I started acting way back uh, when I was 2000, 2005. Mm-hmm. This was when I started acting, and, and at that point I had no. Uh, I was fifteen. I had no. Uh, at, at that point, I, I had no aspirations to be a director or, or a writer, um, uh, but I had always written as a hobby at that at that time. Oh, I've always I've always written stuff, um, but they were just for my own personal kind of use. Um, I, I never wrote uh, for anything to be intended to actually be filmed or anything. Uh, just it was just a hobby, and then um, as uh, so, all I did was act. And as the years progressed, I did I did theater. I started segueing doing film and theater in like 2014 15 is when I started segueing doing doing both um but then what happened and then I, and then, and at that time I kept I still kept writing my own kind of stuff uh but then what what happened was what I found in 2000 
2017, probably to early 2018, what I found what was happening was I was getting all these kind of, um, I never had a lot of trouble doing, doing theater, uh, getting theater roles. Uh, but I was having a lot of uh, hard time doing getting getting film getting film gigs, uh, going to film.org and and submitting for work and uh, and most of the times no one replied to me or, or when they did I would get the I would get the audition but not get the part, and um, I just got really tired of that. Um, and so I had thought at that point if you know you know what if I um, take the power back and I and I direct and 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 write my own films i already at that point i already had scripts at my disposal mm -hmm. so um that's when i decided to uh take my own it, it really was a, a thing where i wanted to do a a, a a character that i've never played before and i'm always typecasted in all my uh. films and so it, so it was, it was a bunch of things that that propelled me in this direction i wanted to play a a a, a film character that i never played before because i had again in theater, I played a, a wide range of characters. I was getting my, um, I was getting my fill with the stage, but with film, I was always being typecasted, and I just wanted some. I just wanted to play some someone different, and the only way for me to do that was to take back the power and and do it on my terms. Um, and so, uh, so I, which led me to to pull closure out of out of my uh, secret files, and um, and which was originally a forty page pilot script which again, it was intended to go nowhere. And I shortened that down to like 15 pages to do a short film out of it. And, um, and, but short closure itself was an experimentation because my first time directing, writing, producing and acting in it. But to me, I, I felt um, creatively filled that it, it, it allowed me or inspired me to move forward with my own kind of projects. Yeah, that was a, that was going to be one of my questions was advice for people who are being typecast. I mm -hmm. think that answers it really because mm -hmm. that's that's my answer is if you want to if you're having trouble getting the roles you want or you think you deserve mm -hmm. write them right and then direct them yes and produce them you yes know, go, go and do it because mm -hmm. you know what those are the kind of people i want to work with more like mm -hmm. yourself i want to work with people who who take the initiative that can go to actually and 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 put in the work of actually doing that because when what it happens is it changes you as a person it makes you the kind of person who thinks like a writer because you are a writer at that point once you do that. Um, and writers think differently because writing is is thinking on paper and then reexamining it and then scrutinizing it and then and kind of updating it. And it's mm -hmm. and it, and it's and writing is rewriting, especially when you you take a day and sober up from the, the, the euphoria of having ideas on paper. Right. And you come back another day and then you you look at it and it's like this is garbage. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. Like that's what you that's what you know a writer does consistently and they know innately that their ideas are usually garbage at first like the first you know bat but it's like at the first at bat but it's like what happens is because they always think their ideas are garbage they're usually getting better and they don't realize it mm -hmm. and and they're more interesting to talk to they can talk longer it's like what i i've i've been trying to find people to you know a dream team of people to work on my next projects my feature films especially using sketches to find these people. And what I find is like all the people I surround myself with are usually writers and or or think kind of like writers. And it's because writers, I think we are, we've spent so many hours, hundreds, thousands of hours sitting in a room looking at a blank page and trying to fill that blank page with stuff. So when two writers come into the same room, they fill that room with words, mm. you know, 
and they can just talk about whatever. And usually it's much more interesting than most people right. who don't write. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, what, what's, what's your writing? Oh, wait, do, 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 I think we mentioned though. Yeah. You, you brought up why you started directing is because of, of being typecast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I was, I was, um, in film, I was always casted as the type of, um, uh, uh, I call it the sidekick. So I was always like the supporting character to the lead, whether, whether yeah. it was the lead's best friend or whatnot. I always, I call that kind of like the sidekick. So I was always like, I am seen as the sidekick uh, role in, in films when I'm not the director behind them. I, I don't think you should have be at peace with that. Though. Well, you, I don't, you I said don't, you said you 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 made peace with that. I, Fuck I, that. I have, Fuck well, that, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You know. Well, because I'll say this. I don't actually. Uh, uh, I I didn't mind playing those roles at the time. Yeah. Um. Because those roles ne- weren't necessarily bad roles. I don't mind, and and I don't, and it's not my. Uh, it's not my goal to be the lead character in a film mm-hmm. or, or in every film because like yeah. that's just a that's it's just a lot to take on. But um. I don't mind necessarily playing those types of roles because they're not always awful. But what was ha- but it just but uh, creatively it just really just like uh, suffocated me. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you do it time and time again, and uh, and so and, and and so I just had to uh, make these other types of uh, uh, films that I had to direct because you know I I did a film called called Sear Mass. It's a psychological thriller. And um, I play like a villain in it, and there's no director on this earth that would ever cast me in yeah. that role. Unless I think now, when people look at my reel and they see it, because I've created it and they see it, like now in my, in my in my film reel, I think now anybody who watches it can now maybe see me in in, in wide, wide variety of roles. But um, because you know now they can see it with their own eyes, maybe you know what I can do. But uh, but. You know, prior to to doing uh, Searmass and playing this kind of um, uh, crazy uh, psychotic kind of villain, um, I can understand you know uh, you know the hesitancy behind it of of one uh, director or producer or whatever not believing you can pull it off or whatever because they don't have anything in front of them to really to they don't really have examples of prior success. Yes, I think, I think that's also. I mean, I think one of it is one thing is is being able to see your range in that area. But also for me, it's just you seeing somebody who's been like yourself, who's been in such impressive projects because they're visually impressive. They look prof- they're professional. They 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 they're they're good films. And it's like you see that like when I saw that when I first started talking with you, I was like, oh, this is somebody who's established. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. This is a this is somebody that I want to work with. Mm hmm. I think for me, just that alone is something yeah. that that swayed me when I first started talking with you. I was like, "Oh, I got to work with this guy someday." Yeah. Um, just from seeing that you've been on those projects, and it's like, what if what are the people who work with them or cast them? I, I didn't know. It's like, or or oh, like or what do they know that I don't like yeah. about this guy? You know, right. there's also a bit of that too. Yeah, even if you, regardless of if you see the person in that role, like doing that, having that range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's that's the thing too. Yeah. Um, what, what, what is your writing routine like? Hmm. You, you mentioned like driving, like I yes, think driving yes. workout and meditation is, is big for me. Yeah. Uh, also naps. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think mine's probably all over the place, but yes, I, 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 uh, normally, uh, it takes me, uh, okay. I'll say this right now. I'm, I'm writing my next idea. <laughs> and it's probably going to be a feature film 
because I'm already I'm already at 40 pages and I didn't want to go that far, but it's going to go that far. It's going to be an, an ensemble piece. And um, and. I and, and as I'm and as I'm writing, I'm nowhere near done the script, but as I'm writing it, I'm finding out that I know like the. I, I work normally five days a week. And so I realized that the, the days that I work is not a good place of mind for me to, to write on paper. Um, it's just my mind's all over the place. I really can't focus. I like to really focus on that script and I can't even focus at all if I, if I have to work that day or, or whatnot because my, my mind's yeah. too frazzled. So my days off, Mondays and Tuesdays, are normally like my really prime writing days. If I'm going to write, it's going to be on those days. Um, and, and but on top of that, I have to, I have to be – I don't want to force the writing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not inspired or whatnot or, or – because I try to map out the script ahead of time. So I used to do a timeline or, or some sort of character map ahead of time. So I know like each character's sort of the bullet points of their storyline or certain things I want to happen. And um, but and having said that, uh, even though I have this map in front of me and I know where this where this character's storyline is going to go, sometimes I just I, I can't force the writing and 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 at that. So if I'm not inspired or if my mind's just too all over the place and I really can't focus or it doesn't feel genuine on on, on paper, then I just can't do it. I, I wait for moments where if I'm driving in the car and, and, and you know, and I feel like my, my brain is more relaxed. It, that's when the, the, the ideas just come to you. And so driving the car really works for me or, or sometimes taking a shower or, or again, just like if I'm just relaxing and, and watching a movie or something something in there may spark something where like okay now i think i know how to get back on track but that's so but my writing process is kind of all over the place but mm-hmm. um uh, i find that uh it's at its worst when my brain is just frazzled and just too many things going on i need to be more in a in a calmer state or not really have to worry about anything for me to kind of really go in deep because there are days where i can write 10 15 pages easily and there are days where i can barely write one so yeah 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 it's uh that's that's something that i i actually do that i don't hear a lot of people talk about with when it comes to writing is there are days where you're gonna have to take a day off from writing mm-hmm. um because you know that whatever you're gonna write is shit you know yourself well enough you feel it you feel the ideas aren't coming mm-hmm. um and then there's days where you 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 have to trudge through it and it, it's a give and take it's a bit of both it's you know and and for me it's like i i know I have a system now where I'm like two days on writing, two days off if I can, you know, mm-hmm. um, or no, two days on to one day off. And then the day off, because I, I found that after two days, like two days of writing, I don't, everything's shit after that. Um, but then I'll take a day off and don't do any deep work or any like deep creative projects and allow my brain to like have a break. Um, and then I'll, I'll take I'll do two days on. Um, and then, yeah, and, and, and what I find is like that refresher day just enables me to have ideas. Um, and it gives me a breathing space. And also I like to like, I'll I'll have all all these other things I do just to kind of have ideas. Um, and you know, I find, I don't, I don't like writing a script at all unless I know this, like, unless I have a summary of the story or unless I'm ready to write the first draft and I have it all mapped out in my head or, or in a summary somewhere in, in yeah. notes that I took. Right. Um, I don't start writing a screenplay until I know start to finish how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
I sometimes like like bo- this one thing I'm I'm working on now, boys be but boys. It it, it the whole thing came to me. Um, it started as an idea I had when I worked out, and then later that day I called up a friend like, dude, this is a ridiculous idea I have. There's no way I could ever do it because it's so it's it's so like ridiculous. But then I told him and he's like dude that's great and then we kind of in four minutes four to six minutes i pitched the entire story to it and i'm working on it now as a fee it's gonna become a feature film mm-hmm. and basically that like like or it's a combination of many things but generally i like to have the ideas and because because your brain when you're either napping or sleeping or meditating or usually not, not sleeping for me really but like meditating or, or working out or, or driving you're in a deep like you're not you're not in a like deep like rock hard state of creativity but you're in a you're in a kind of free free flowing state of creativity where mm-hmm. the ideas are just kind of coming to you um and and that's where you you have to enable yourself to have enough of that so that you can fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, there's a combination of you want to write down notes. There's sometimes where you don't want to write notes because you want your memory to, to do it for you. And you want to because your memory when you, you whatever is good sticks in your memory, I find. Um, then there's times where you like, I know it's good, but I need to write it down. Um, and you have to know when that is. You usually do. Or I usually do. Um, but you you want to have enough of that like leading up to writing the first draft because it's that's that's critical. Once I write the first draft, it's going to be hard for me to come up with ideas for the broad overall yeah. story, ideas that are good. And I often pitch the ideas before I write the first draft. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you write a script, do you? Cause I, I started doing this two two projects ago, uh, and mm-hmm. it was. But when you write a script, do you write in order? Like the, all the scenes in order, or do you sometimes write certain scenes that you know is good that you're going to include in the film? Like, do you write certain scenes out of order and whatnot? Like, so I will. I I limit my writing sessions to one hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that my writing is sharpest and most clever in within one hour, and I do I can do like multiple one hour writing sessions a day. Um, but if as long as I do naps, like twenty minute power naps between yeah. them, or a couple twenty minute power naps between between them, um, but basically the first draft i'll write start to finish the story and sometimes there's times where i might be like oh i forgot this one thing this thing happens between this thing and this thing and that but you know it can be all over the place the first draft it can be you know it can be a fucking quentin tarantino movie for all i care yeah but it's like you know as the first draft is for nobody to read yes like it's sacred it is sacred ground nobody's gonna ever read it the first draft is for me to remember and also as I'm writing the first draft to feel my way through it because ideas might come out of writing that first draft. I might have the entire thing start to finish mapped out and, and I might be writing a feature film and doing a first draft on a feature film, but I in that in an hour, but it's not going to be the whole thing. It's going to be a summary. It's going to be a summary and I might leave a bunch of shit out that I forget. And that's that's useful to, to me and Sue, like knowing what did I forget? What did I forget? Maybe mm-hmm. it's because it's not as important or interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You find that out and you, it gives you something to think about. But one hour, write an f- entire first draft of the entire thing as quickly as I can, as much as possible and fill it in as, you know, several pages worth of, of information that I've built up through thinking about it, through driving places or napping or meditating or working out. Um, and but your question was, um, 
if I jump around. Yeah, yeah I, I, I totally jump around. Yeah. Um, and I just, but I write on the page. Oh, I forgot this thing goes over here. Okay. Um, and I so I remind myself. Um, because like literally the first draft is like I, I might even be I could I'll, I'll say whatever I want in it. I can because nobody's gonna read it. It's for me to. It's it's a note to me. Um, but and and I I do it if it feels like it's not gonna break the flow for me. Um. But I, I usually try to keep it in order mm-hmm. um, unless I know I need to write. Yeah. You know what? I forgot about this. Yeah. There are times where sometimes you're like, OK, I need to write this thing first because I it's the I'm most clear headed at the beginning of my writing session. Mm-hmm. And I know I need to write that first. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I did a 400 page manuscript years ago and it's garbage, but in order. But it, I'm I'm now working on writing what I thought I was writing at the time. So it would prove useful. But I had to write starting at the beginning of the third act. Write that and then start at the beginning of the at the begin the middle of the the second act, which is basically like like writing the the last quarter, then writing the 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 third to last quarter and then then writing the second quarter of the film start to finish and then writing the first quarter start to finish. I had to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And because I I knew I wanted it to get to this point because this is where this is where the chunk of everything happens and there are so many different things twelve different characters like big characters character arcs going on it's uh, simultaneously and I knew where I wanted it to get to and I had to write in in, in order to know how to write their voices so that it worked there I had to start there now it proved to be a horrible mistake okay. <laughs> because it just it doesn't read well okay but. In retrospect, it's not a mistake because now I know how to write that mm. the way that I did um, or what I thought I was writing, mm. which is weird. Um, gi- given time, you, it's weird what you can what you can kind of figure out how to write when you, you give yourself some space. Right. But th- I think the act of writing is like you're you're forcing yourself to have ideas mm-hmm. later. Yeah, that's the way I would look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, do you have any other questions about that? around yeah. writing. Yeah. Um, what? What do you do to be more productive or creative? Uh, do you have any routines or advice for people? What do I do to be more productive and creative? Hmm. I don't know. What do I do? I. Okay. So for the most part, I normally keep to myself a lot. I. To be more productive and more creative is I feel like I'm using the same type of examples, but it's really true. I to be more creative, I like to, you know, watch different movies. You know, if this was if this was uh you know pre-pandemic, I'd be seeing a show mm-hmm. or whatnot, a, a live theater or whatnot. Um because uh, all that kind all that kinds of stuff, watching, you know, different types of performances or whatnot, or uh uh whatnot, that that helps that helps my creativity. It, it usually sparks something or or whatever. Um, uh, because other than that, nothing really really uh, in, in inspires me. I also pull from life experiences. Yeah. So uh, uh, so sometimes I just need. So if I if I am hitting a writer's block or I'm just completely. Or, or just maybe even uninspired, and, and I have no concept of what my next project's gonna be. I I try to you know take a step back, maybe experience life for like a month. Just you know, just keep going. I work at a restaurant. Just like just keep going to work, or 
whatnot. And, and normally, you know, there's something that comes out of that, those types of experiences uh, during that whatever four, four week time that that what would normally help spark something that could help uh, plow its way through it, my next type of project. Um, uh, that's probably the best answer I could give is just as is, um, if, it, if it's not a performance that's, that's inspiring me or a movie or whatnot, I just try to leave room for life experiences and just, just, you know, take a trip somewhere or whatnot and see if any of that can, can, uh, open up something in my, in my brain that, that, uh, makes me think of the next thing. Yeah. Do you, do you ever do, you have a morning routine at all? Sometimes, but mostly, mostly I, 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 I do go to the gym, but I don't, I don't find that, that the, the gym really, well, I should say this, I never thought about it, but, uh, uh, I, I do go to the gym almost, almost every morning. Uh, and, but I don't know if that, if that helps me creatively. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, the re- so a morning routine, as I've heard it defined, uh, and I think this is the best way I've heard it. The first 90 minutes of your day are the most are the most critical minutes of your day because that can set the tone for the rest of your day. And what the best way to have a best thing for a morning routine is to have is to have three to five things that you accomplish every day in that first 90 minutes. For me, uh, it's like I do some journaling before I like I, I get a cold shower. Um, I try to I'll meditate every morning and I'll you know, I do a bunch of different things have my coffee in the morning at the same time every day. It might be that it might be, you know, have a coffee or it, but it's something consistent that, you know, ha- helps you get results for the rest of the day. And, uh, and it, it can improve your mood. Like when I started doing this and, and taking it seriously, it's like, I noticed a huge shift in my, my ability to get through things the rest of the day. Okay. And my attitude and, and my emotions, my energy, my happiness. Um, and I've, I've also heard that from other people that do that. Um, like like one things that's one of the things that tim ferris there's a tim ferris podcast i don't know if you've ever heard of him he's like an author and a, a podcast but he asks he he tries to tease out you know tips and routines from from high you know like very very productive like high like high performance people people who are like top in their field and stuff and or or their or craft or art or sport and looks for the things that they do in the morning because what happens is a lot of these people have something that they do in the morning that helps them, you know, get the most out of their day. Um, and the, uh, what's also interesting is that it with filmmaking too. Uh, Werner Herzog like recommends the first ninety minutes on set is is essential that you get you start shooting within the first ninety minutes. He says mm-hmm. because what happens is if he doesn't, he feels that everything gets sluggish. Okay. If you start shooting, and it's it's really hard to to do. Like I I I've I haven't always succeeded at this, but like if you start shooting first in the first ninety minutes from crew call, mm-hmm. the rest of the day goes faster. He says, mm-hmm. which I've tried. Whenever I've done that, it works out well. Okay. Um, uh, it's hard to do. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, like first for some reason, first ninety minutes of like whether it's a film. Or whether it's your day, um, you know, just find like like three to five things in the morning that you like to do that makes your rest of your day feel good, mm-hmm. and do them. Um, and there, you know, if you look, if you want to know what examples are, like there's like I, like I mentioned Tim Ferriss because 
he he uh, interviews a lot of people and they recommend stuff. But I mean, you can always ask me because I've I've read books on this like years ago. And, yeah. I mean, I've I've I have a shit ton of ideas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, um, ha, ha, advice for people. Do you have advice for people on how to find their bliss in life and follow it and or better understand themselves in terms of maybe like art or anything or what they want to do in life? Mm. So it's, it's a different question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do I have advice for people? I mean, you because you found you found acting and filmmaking, and this right. is something that is important to you, and you've you've done really well at it. So I found, uh, yeah, I, I, me getting involved. I I feel like me getting involved because I was first thing I ever did and was theater, but me getting involved in that was sort of like an accident. Mm-hmm. Um. It was uh, because at the, at the time, like like my, I when I got involved in theater, it was it was as backstage crew, um, and uh, and I got and I got pushed in it pushed into it because uh, my mom. I was in high school. This is this is community theater. I was in high school. And my mom wanted me to do um, like some community service. She thought that'd do look good on on college applications. Mm. Um, so that's how I got involved in it, and and it was only then that I. Uh, that I, um, it's not that I fell in love with acting first. I what I fell in love with was the camaraderie on that uh, uh, production, um, which made me want to keep going back. Which then eventually made me wanted to get my feet wet in acting and whatnot. And then that created a whole other monster. Uh, uh, so I don't. Uh, so do I have advice for people or, uh, in terms of finding their happiness or their own bliss? That's a hard question for me to ask because with my own, because acting is my happiness and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I that that situation stumbled kind of accidentally for me because um, I found it. I I found it. It was on my own terms, but the the way going about it was a was kind of an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an indirect thing. Uh, so I don't. I don't. That's. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I guess just, trying things. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. my that that would be I guess my best advice is reading is, books, learning about things. Yeah, is is just yeah, trying new things or 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 maybe not trying new things, sticking with the thing that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but uh, if you don't try new things, you don't know know what's going to work out. So yeah. so yeah. Advice on how to get through creative block. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we struck a car accord. <laughs> I have to get through a creative block. To me, I have to write it out. I have to write it out. And a creative block. Write it out or write it out? Write, just write it out. Okay. Uh, I have to, to me, and, and to me, it could go as long as a day to week, you know, a month, whatever. Um, uh, what I just know what works for me, and and then the best way to get to to get through it is to because again I can never I can't force anything on on the papers whether that means and it doesn't have to be a script if I'm just trying to write write out a a a, a timeline for for a script or trying to map out something if 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 I cannot think of anything at that at that time I I walk away mm-hmm. uh, and I just go about life whatever i drive to the store whatever i go to work whatever and 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 that's and and as those things are happening as i'm going to the grocery store as i'm going to the gym whatever as those things are happening 
I'm still thinking about um, that moment that that created that writer that writer's block. I'm still thinking about how to get past that in yeah. the back of my mind. But, I, but it's, so it's it's always back there. It's always simmering. It's on the back burner. Uh, um, but if it's not there, it's not there. And I just continue living life. I continue just whatever, watching a movie, whatever, going taking a shower, my normal routine. And it's still always back there in that mind. I, I haven't forgotten about it, but eventually something sparks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and that's what works for me um, to, to, to get that back. It always does come back. It always comes back. And there's always something that inspires me, that ignites the flame, that, that, that creates the rush of ideas. Uh, but uh, that's, that's how it's always worked for me. Yeah, I, f- I find it's like you, you dig in. Uh, if you're digging into something during the, the process of writing or something, taking a day off. That's why I do it like it's part of my daily, my, my, mm-hmm. my writing schedule. It's like take a day off and then come back to it. Um, and basically, it's like it, it was interesting that the other day I actually had this happen where the other yeah, like yesterday it was writing day. Um, but the day before I made a mistake, I watched too much. Like I, I, I have Criterion Channel. I watch Criterion Channel movies a lot. And they're basically like the ma- like these masterpieces or through all of the history of cinema um, that they have on there with foreign films, golden age, uh, classics, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I've been watching them since 2017 mm-hmm. and it's, it changed my films, um, mm-hmm. the, the kind of films I wanted to make. And, and, but it, I, if I watch too much of one, I find that it, it stifles my creativity the next day. Maybe it's because it's just, it's such, it, the, the films are just so hard to like, um, for me to to like because I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around why did the filmmaker think of that if i if i watch half of one or less than that you know i'm fine um mm-hmm. but if i watch a full film i find the day before it's like my writing is kind of stifled and that happened to me the other day because i was ballsy and watched the whole movie because i couldn't stop because i was watching sure. chung king express by uh this my new favorite one of my new favorite filmmakers car uh wong car uh we uh he basically like it just it was such a strange movie, but I was so moved by it. I had to watch the end of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was like, as I was doing, I was like, "You're gonna suck at writing the next day," and I mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I did because okay. I got dug into something. Okay. The script I'm working on, I feel like it's miss. I feel like it's missing something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm getting past the the point the the low point, but I don't feel like the characters go low enough, mm-hmm. and. I just feel like I've felt this for years mm-hmm. that these characters don't hit a low enough rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Mamet says, like, you need a confession scene. There was no confession scene in my movie. Confession meaning like a confessional scene as in like, 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 I think uh, it's like you go to as uh, you go to confess your sins or something mm-hmm. or the character goes to confess their sins. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. When the character confesses and, and like apologizes, like I'm sorry I did this, usually yeah. it's because they reached rock bottom. Yeah, and you want your character to reach rock bottom usually because uh, I mean that just it just makes for such a more satisfying movie. Right, and I feel like they didn't get to that point. Mm. And then this morning I I did some I I uh I had a, a harder workout than I normally do. Yeah, um, I upped the incline on my on the, on, the, on the treadmill and uh-huh. I was just. These ideas that came out this morning, I had several scenes that I just wrote this morning and today's not even a writing day. But if right. I write, if I consider it notes yeah. and I don't write for more than an hour, it's, it's for, I can get away with it. Right. And 
it just came out and i was like oh shit this is right i don't want to go into details about it but it's like you know it's it's so i was like that's 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 the thing i was missing yeah it just came to me and i was like now i'm like oh i gotta make this movie like like this is it It, it it took them to, it took the film to a it complete dark place that yes. i didn't expect and i was like but it's perfect yes it's perfect like you, you don't right. the, the audience is going to expect it but when they see it it's going to yeah. be perfect yeah and um so you feel like right watching a movie stifles your both creativity it, it stifles it it can st- if i watch too much no if i watch a, a movie like a normal movie like on netflix or yeah. anything criterion movies or or it was originally film struck years ago but they it got canceled and then criterion channel came up was created to replace it um and but it's like they they're 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 basically art films Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you watch a lot you probably watch a lot of art films if i watch an art film there's there there's part of it there's a part of it where i've heard people mention it's like boredom Mm -hmm. where there's boredom to it but like like i think part but what really what it is is it's a meal movies made today are candy compared to like movie like like criterion channel movies okay these movies on criterion channel are like fucking meals okay you're you're getting a steak okay and your body needs to process it your body your brain your 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 emotions need to process that you know it's a it's a lot to process and if i watch a full one it's too much for me for to me for me to to have any confidence in my abilities the next day as a writer or or have ideas because okay. it's like i'm still taking all that i'm still processing it especially like a movie like 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 a tarkovsky film tarkovsky is one of my favorite he's my, he's my probably my favorite filmmaker um andrei tarkovsky because it's like he's a russian filmmaker and he just like when i first saw one of his films i was like this is like kubrick level and then i hated it after the first 40 minutes because i felt like this guy doesn't know what he's doing because i was like I usually I have a beat on what the f- the filmmaker is doing, what's the, what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. I had taken prides for so many years and thinking I know so much so much about films that I know what this director is going to do. Like I know what their intentions are with the characters, with the story, with their techniques. Couldn't have a read on him mm-hmm. until late. Like recently, I found out in from reading his book, like the second time, that what he does is he th- one of his philosophies is like he doesn't want the audience. He doesn't think the audience should know what the filmmakers intentions are because once they know it takes them out of the movie they start viewing it as a movie instead of viewing it like they're viewing real life and that's something that's such a that's such a concept that is so beyond i think anybody's understanding mm-hmm. mine included it's something i i i hope to um reach for in the future and continue yeah. to reach towards because it's something that i haven't fully grasped because it's like it's something you have to constantly strive to do strive for ideas that feel that that do what you want as the filmmaker mm-hmm. but you can't the audience can't tell here's an example there's a scene where for whatever uh, i think in order to create the effect he wanted in the audience he wanted this character this woman's sitting on a a, a fence looking waiting for her husband who you know like 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 from from the war or something i think uh, and she's like she it's in the film the mirror the beginning of the film she's waiting for her husband and this guy the stranger comes along down the path in front of their like their house nobody ever comes down that path and and it's this man who 
as a stranger and he sits on the bench the, the fence with her and talks with her a bit about something it's it's very profound and then he walks away and he wants to, the guy to look back to create this effect in the audience that, that's a very lasting effect if he walks away without looking back it's not gonna be a special but he he wants him to do that but it's gonna seem contrived and it's gonna seem it's not gonna it's gonna feel artificial mm-hmm. and the audience is gonna take the audience out and make them know oh the filmmaker just did that because it's fucking you know it just seems kind of pretentious they they must have had a helicopter come fly over because the wind blows all the the grass in the field which is what draws him to look back at her mm. and it's things like that that you know you don't when you're watching it now when you watch it you would know because i told you okay but when you're watching it you're so wrapped and absorbed in it and it's like you don't think about why the why the filmmaker got the the uh you know got the wind to move who okay. thinks about that okay it felt like improvised, Got like it. like the wind just, I, I don't know, they might have had a helicopter, they might not have, um, but they did that. It was intentional mm-hmm. to have all the, this whole field, wind blow all the grass in the field or all the plants like towards the ca- the camera. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's those kind of things that um, I try to think about now. Um, I didn't think about them before, mm-hmm. but uh, like little things like that, and and if I watch a film like a full film on there, it's just so many things that I have to process. And I guess that's why I can't like write very well the next okay. day. But but what happens is once I do process it, right, the it improves the quality of the ideas I have. Okay. So it's kind of like you have to give your you don't want to eat fifteen steaks. Your body's like gonna be like oh, I can't like right like 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 if I if I like a bunch of steaks before this podcast, yeah. I would be terrible right. at talking with you. Okay, because my or like if I had a Thanksgiving dinner before this, like I'd sound like congested all that. Mm-hmm. But I need food to survive. Sure. You know, you have to eat food at some point. Yeah. And that's what Criterion movies are for me. Okay. <laughs> that's, all right. a, that's a really long way of explaining okay. it. But that's, that's a, that's a roundabout right. way of. Um, so we talked about creative block. Um, um, how does one overcome the fear of putting themselves out there? Um, or as an oh. artist or how can someone be less controlled by the fear of that okay so i have my own answer to this and i don't know if, if, if i don't know if it's the best advice or whatnot but i'm just gonna say the way i i i handle it mm-hmm. of in terms of putting myself out there and, and whatnot and especially um first of all let me just say first of all as an actor Actors are very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, and in multiple ways when they're doing a scene, even it doesn't matter if the scene is 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 uh, this even even if the scene is an argument, whatever. It's a very it's always a very vulnerable scene when actors are acting. On top of so on top of me going there, uh, me as a, as a writer, I'm I'm vulnerable because here's here's my position as in being at the forefront actor director writer producer there's no way for me to hide when yeah. i was an actor if someone didn't like a movie or whatnot i could blame it on the director i could blame it on the writer <laughs> i could there's there's ways to hide to sort of protect yourself from from the negativity fucking tom didn't give what, me the script ahead of time whatever yeah <laughs> um being on the being on the now being on the forefront there's no way for me to hide anymore yeah so the the best way that I go about things, and I've said this to some people, sometimes they don't agree with me, but I don't care because it helps me, my mental health, it helps me of everything, is I try to live my my I try to live inside of a bubble. And what I mean by that is um I I'm I'm fine with putting myself out there 
um, 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 and and let, letting the world judge my material. But I when I, I live but I live in a bubble, which means I don't I try not to read the comments. Yeah, positive or negative. I don't want to I don't want to know about it because yeah, it gets into post my, and ghost post and ghost mm-hmm, because then it gets into my head and because you can't help but read the comments the comment if you know they're there you just can't help but read them so uh so my best my my best way for me is to live in a bubble and just do, create your work and then and then don't listen to anything or or, or watch anything I don't even really even like watching myself. In my own films, I don't. I hate going to my own premieres. Uh-huh. I don't. I just don't. Li- even though those are generally really positive environments, it's just I just don't like it. I hate listening to myself. Even on hearing this, like <laughs> I hate my voice. But like, uh, so for, I, I've had people that that said to me, Kevin, don't live in a don't live inside a bubble. Like you know, you shouldn't be doing that. But like to me, it's the best way that for for me to 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 go about it. If you read a hundred positive comments and then you find the one, like mm-hmm. you, you'll be like, oh, "All right, cool." And then mm-hmm. you read one negative comment and there's a hundred, you're gonna remember. You're only gonna remember the negative one. Yeah. Uh, you read, oh, like, oh, this is a great story. Great. Uh, your shots are shaky. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, like, like yes. that happened to me. And it yes. sucks when you're doing like an online ad and you have to read the comments because mm-hmm. you have to like address people. I had an ad for like a wedding thing, and I and uh, you know, the wedding it was a handheld shoot, uh-huh. and this one woman trying to troll me like i let it get to me i let it get to me like, right I, I mean in a way where i like was professionally responding but it, it, the response was longer than her criticism was warranted mm-hmm. and then she kept going mm-hmm. and you know responding and responding and it mm-hmm. i had to just block her yeah. um because i was like i realized and that's probably when how i would respond now um because i realized some people are just trying to pick a fight yeah you know yeah. and because they want attention yeah. For whatever reason. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't you can't please everybody. Yeah. Um, dude. <laughs> so even even yeah. even when I put up when I put my uh uh videos up online, I would disable the comments. Just because it's it's for my own mental health protection. Uh I again I don't positive or negative, I just don't want to hear it. Just, I, I put my mm-hmm. work out there and that's so so I'm trying to find a way back to uh, a safe place where you know one day i can put up a film and and not having to disable that kind of stuff um i'm trying to find that 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 way but but right now it's just i am in a very uh to me it's a very vulnerable place yeah, doing, yeah. there's no way for me to hide uh, do it are, when you're ready yeah like, you know what you know what the worst comment i've received mm. on like rusty spade okay and i'm sorry that the actors who if you're listening the, the the and and I take but I take this personally because it was like I mean it was my film and I directed them to this um it's like if somebody said it, it felt more like a rehearsal than a performance oh <laughs> but you liked it you I you're an actor it. you're a professional actor I you, liked you, it you liked it I did so that 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 built me back up but I that that like comment was like that was from somebody who hated life <laughs> who, yes who had but knew at the same time knew enough about like theater or scene right. or or maybe thought they did yeah and uh, i was like oh uh. but but what was worse about it was because i felt like i i i've i there was a good take that the film that didn't go into the film mm. but the, the battery died oh no yeah oh, it no. was because the, this battery separate the battery was down here and I had to flip the camera every time to check it. We didn't have a checklist at the beginning of each take. Okay. We were going on memory. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Obviously. But right. and we didn't have a second AD. It was all me 
my right. dumbass, and I, I forgot to check it every take. And the one take that was ended up being the glorious, amazing one as I was doing it. And I shit you not, I was I was literally praying when it happened. I prayed to God. I was like, please don't let me screw this up. Right. Please don't let me screw this up. Right. Blue screen on the mm. camera or, or, or camera turn or a blue screen on the monitor. And I was like, oh shit, the monitor died. Okay. But wait, no, if it's a blue screen on the monitor, the monitor's fine. Camera was dead. I was <laughs> no. like, and I, I have the take still, like it saved the, to the point, but mm. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to match it with the, like, I wasn't going to like visual because I didn't, I didn't know how. And plus it wouldn't have worked. Like people wouldn't know mm. that it was a different take yeah. or cut to a different take. There's no way around it. Right. And if I only, ha- if I only gave myself and like scheduled my, yeah, my actors for like a, some backup days, we could have fixed it, but yeah, I didn't. Right. Um, and that that's where the white hair comes from okay it was thinking for and, and i didn't know about the take that we had for days yeah like i didn't i couldn't watch the footage it was too heartbreaking yes and then i found then then the comment kevin said at the end at, when we were back at the rehearsal space you know after the long day saying you know i think we got a one in the middle and i was like i disregarded the comment right because i and so I, I walked away thinking like the last two takes we got which were eh, was all we had yeah. and i had to pick which one was the better one mm-hmm. um the light was shit because it was at night it was almost nighttime yeah and it just it wasn't a hot sun like i wanted yeah. or it wasn't all this stuff but i just was like i was defeated for days mm-hmm. and i couldn't i couldn't work out i just couldn't or i did work out i was terrible at it and i was just everything but then i rewatched the footage out and then <laughs> you want to see you you see here 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 the the lowest point of somebody and then somebody being like there's hope right you know was was hearing my reaction to the battery dying and then hearing me like like watching with tears <laughs> the take that's actually okay yes i was like that was that was my range as an actor yeah <laughs> but right. in yeah. real life um, but oh geez, that was a that was a that was mm. experience. Uh, my advice: if you're ever doing a one take film, mm. just give yourself leeway, runway to do it to fuck up. Um, right. How do you um, how do you prepare as like personally as an actor in certain roles or most roles? Oh, it 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 differs depending on depending on uh, what I'm tackling. Um, I. Uh, okay, so on the, on the more on the more uh, tacti- technical side, I uh, I like the the way I, I as terms of just memorizing my lines, I I like to try to record them as much as possible. If I can get a table read in ahead of time or whatnot with the other actor, I like I like for that to happen because that helps seep it into into my brain because I just listen to uh, the recording over and over again. Um, other than that, I just I uh, how do I prepare? I I usually do what I do in theater. So when I'm in theater, uh, I lock myself in a room. I've had the recording that's handy, and I just walk back and forth. I have to move. Mm. I walk myself back and forth, and I start like you know memorizing the lines or whatnot. If if I'm fortunate to get the blocking, like if we if if it's a film, we happen to do some like some blocking done. Um, I try to to imitate the blocking because of me blocking helps me learn the lines as well um other than that uh as far as understanding the character or 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 whatnot it helps now that i'm the writer 
because as as the writer, I I I'm already thinking of about their 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 psychology, or I'm already thinking about like their intentions and whatnot, because I I've already written it. So um, it's it's way easier when I'm the writer. So with playing uh, you know Searmass or whatnot, I has there's a reason why I played Searmass and not because uh, Searmass is, is is a psychological thriller. It's a short film about. Um, a, a lawyer meeting his client um, um, for the first time, and his client has been uh, uh, has been arrested due to these 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 murders that have just happened. And so, and when I wrote that script initially, I had every intention of playing the lawyer because it was it was my goal in life to always play a lawyer. I want to be in a few good men, the play. <laughs> I want to be in Tom Cruise's part, and I've auditioned for it. Auditioned for it twice, two different theaters, and I've never gotten that role. But so the intention behind my th- the film Searmass was I was going to cr- write this lawyer role and I was going to be it. Uh, but then what happened was as that script was um, developing more and more, I I had developed already such a concept of my mind of what I wanted the character Searmass to be that there was no actor that could have played him. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be that kind of director who's all over the actor. No, you're not doing it right. No, yeah. no, no. no, Because no, no. I have directors, there are directors out there that have done that to me in, in theater and film. And 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 to me, you're hiring that actor for a reason. So if that actor's not giving you uh, uh, what you want initially, then they should really shouldn't, you should have never cast them to begin with. And you have to give that actor some type of creative leeway to kind of make the part their own. Give them limitations. Give them a a, a parameter of, of 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 where their where their character needs to be, and 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 aim it towards the goal that you want the script you want the film to go in. But you can't you can't actors aren't machines where you just press push buttons and they just do what you say. You need to give them some some creative freedom to 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 do the part. Otherwise, find another actor. So and so, uh, you asked me how I prepared. And so as I was writing Searmass, and I realized there was um. There was just like I had such a concept of I just knew uh, developing him that I, I I knew how I wanted Sirius to talk I knew how I wanted Sirius to look I knew I I I, I uh, what Sirius's body positions were that just came from my brain just organically and and then how I just wanted to do it that I had to give up my dream of playing the lawyer and and I switched gears and and put myself into uh, the character Sirius Richards because um. I just I I had, I had organically developed in my mind the concept of of how he needed to be played and what I wanted to do with him. Yeah, I, do you ever find that because when when you write a script, you find that you can actually play all the characters? I mean, if, mm. if it's like a, if it's like a if it has to be a woman like or something like uh, like yeah, you can't really, but like you could you you can say the lines convincingly. Yes. If it doesn't matter if it was a woman or a man or whatever. Yes. You know, it's but you can you find it because you write it like that's me. And I've never I've never acted in something that wasn't written by me. Mm -hmm. Um, Or no, I have. No, that's wrong. Yeah, I have like for like acting class. I like read some stuff. But but usually like I I like, you know, like I like doing my own things because then I know the characters like like I I wrote the characters because I I could see myself saying those things. Mm hmm. Um, and I, I usually say the lines out loud when I'm writing them, um, or re- rewriting them to make them to finalize them to make sure that they sound, or uh, along the way, just make sure they sound like right and they make they they make sense coming out of like I just feel they make an intuitive sense to say them. Yes. Um, and then when I go to rehearse, it really for me it's rehearsing my own stuff, 
even whatever preparation I do otherwise ahead of it, like it's, it's, um, you know, really it just comes down to, for me, for my own stuff, rehearsing it and taking it to, it, we're trying memorizing the lines and then rehearsing it to, and, and then really just pushing it into overdrive. Mm -hmm. And like, especially with the sketches, like trying to say the lines and get through it as, not, not as quickly as possible, but to be ready with my next response to what the other person says as quickly as possible, especially with comedy sketches, because you, you know, you, it, what happens is like the faster, it's not the, how fast you say the lines, but it's like how fast you respond to the person, mm. you know, or okay. the timing of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's um like, uh, I, I just have to kind of push myself so that I can memorize better. Okay. And, but that's really for me. That's, that's how much, that's how my preparation usually goes for, for like my own th things i've written right i don't know if you've ever like felt that way yeah there was there was actually um there was there was a show that i a there was a theater production that i did where we were we were probably mm. two to three weeks into rehearsal and i and i did not at that point grasp the character yet Mm -hmm. um and the director and i and i cannot stand and i don't know if you do this or not but whatever i cannot stand when a director asks an actor you know you know come um come back you know next week and and, and write me a background on your character i i hate it it doesn't because because that does work for some people mm -hmm. uh some actors but it does not work for me yeah, no. um but i hate it and and they give you this, this stupid damn assignment of you know creating this goddamn fucking backgrounds for your character and i just can't stand it because that has nothing to do with the story that's happening right now yeah I, and, so backstory like whether it's in regardless of writing or acting it's mm -hmm. it doesn't the only the only thing that writing a backstory doesn't mean shit to me mm -hmm. um usually um i find like 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 especially with acting what i what i mean what i'll do is i'll like that directing actors book by Judith Weston that I keep recommending people. Um, I recommended that to you at the, at the, the rap party that is for, those are things for me to write. Like I, I write down a bunch of my thoughts on that. And, and so it's kind of a form of that, but it's like running a bunch of different thoughts on things and then going over and over again with, from different approaches and then eventually getting to a point where you've come all this way to now you've got ideas for how to, now you know what you want, mm -hmm. but now you have to figure out what can I say to the actor that will mm -hmm. get this. Right. Um, and you kind of work. It's a gradual process where you work to that, where you come up with your ideas of what you, the characters could be or, or might be and and or what they're saying in a scene or what the conflict is in a scene or what, what what's going on or what could be um, mm -hmm. all these different ideas because you need different options. You need to put ammunition in the, the magazine and in the, the gun um, and then it's about coming up with ideas on how to what to say to get that performance or get those different possibilities or options from the actor and and you're basically loading bullets in the gun um mm -hmm. what i've found though is like that that works for me as a director because what's going to happen is on the day when i talk to the actor we're going to figure out what works yeah or the rehearsal uh we're going to figure out what works um and then you don't have to write it down as the actor you have to think about it and talk about it that's all that matters um right think about it and talk about it with the director on the spot yeah i don't think writing it down like down, down a summary it does it's it's a fucking stupid like university method of dealing with issues or problems yeah. it, it doesn't work for that yeah uh, for me and you know the other note is like i mentioned this uh, to somebody um 
as an example, this is probably going to be on the on Instagram because um, it was made for a funny clip. Um, Aaron Sorkin's example when it comes to backstory, he doesn't believe in using writing backstories for his characters. Um, if it if it matters to the scene or the story, it'll come out in the writing. Yeah. All you need to know is intention and obstacle and the tactics that the character might use to get those things. And 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 I'll I'll I'll, I'll add in personally like like different story structures or yeah. things that I want to put in. Um, but knowing what structures and me keeping it minimal, you want to yeah. keep it minimal. You know, you don't want to constrain yourself too much because, you know, if you write the character in the backstory, you write, you write a, it's long, several paragraph essay about the character. Yeah. You write that they like peanut butter. Well, um, you know, maybe the care, maybe the scene involves, you know, if, if that comes up in the writing, great, you can put it in there somehow, but you you know, you know that the storyline you want to hit at some point, they're going to need to have, they're going to have in order to continue the story, they're going to have to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> right. The story's fucked. And yeah. so you, you're basically setting up obstacles that don't have any payoff mm. when you write backstory. Yeah. So, right. That's, 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 a, that's just the tangent about writing yeah. and how I use, how I don't like backstory for writing. Yeah, purposes. I it's 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 to me it's just it's just I don't know it it doesn't work for me. I do know some actors really do benefit from it, so yeah. I, so I don't want to whatever. It's I do know it does help people, so I respect that. But it doesn't work for me. And so at the time where um I was trying to uh, so I was three weeks I was three weeks into this 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 theater rehearsal, and I had it was a play called it was a published play called The Explorers Club, and I played this I played this fictional. Nakangi tribal man who's like who doesn't know a word of English and 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 and, and but I had no grasp of, of 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 how I want this character to react or whatnot and so I'm going through the motions and 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 the and the rehearsals of 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 what he's saying and it's all like gibberish it's all non English uh and uh, stuff and uh, uh but but I eventually as as what what helped me is as as the weeks progressed I eventually found the 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 flow of and the, the character's name was luigi i found the characters like uh, um uh, the flow of luigi and and and, and his mannerisms or, or whatnot that really is what helps me is i can find like the mannerisms or or, or, or how they look at each other or, or their or how they um i'm a big i don't know people always talk about like my my, my facial expressions mm. i'm very i guess expressive in my face and so so once i found that with luigi because because he had to communicate whether through his Nakangi language or through his facial expressions, I finally found a rhythm of, of how I wanted him to be. Uh, the backstory didn't help me at all, but what helps me instead of the backstory, I'd rather know what that character's mindset is presently in that mm -hmm. story that we are already telling. But yeah, yeah you know, I, I kind of take it back about backstory for actors because some people that might work. Um, yes. You have to figure out what works and it, try anything. Yes. I mean, just if it works, it works. Um, yes. And really for acting, it's like you have to, you just have to throw shit at the wall sometimes and yes. figure out what works. Even mm -hmm. if you're somebody who's super accomplished, like, like Daniel Day Lewis and he, I think, or, or like actors like him, I think they do different things for each film. Yeah. Um, and it's like, they do extreme, like he does extreme shit, mm -hmm. but it's like, you have to find something that works for you where you can feel the confidence that you need to do the character and it's really it's really throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. um, real quick, though, back on the writing thing, it's like, yes. and this is we'll get into this at some point um, about great films and whatnot. Uh, but it, I feel like the reason why backstory you don't want to 
you know, you don't want to weigh yourself down with backstory is writing a great script or a great film. And we might even jump to this a little bit. Um, it's for me, writing a great film or a great script is knowing how to pick your battles. It's okay. the 80, 20 principle. It's, it's picking the 20% that gets 80% of the results. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll save this for later, but, but it's like, like the, the, the question of, of, uh, what makes for a great film. But, um, it's like, it's knowing how, knowing what battles to pick and, Backstory is a battle that is going to weigh you down for very little reward. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to figure out what story structures work for you. You have to figure out what um, what things make for the most relatable character. Simply picking what ideas to make a movie about is a battle you have to is is a battle you have to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go and start writing, the moment you start writing, you're you're creating you're you're fighting battles. You're fighting battles on what's going to go on each page, what's going to go for each line. You're figuring out, okay, this this character says this. As you're writing, you're figuring out the backstory. Yes. And yes. like you might find that you went for through you'll find through writing that a character sounds different than you initially thought in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're gonna find out who that character is by writing the script. And as you write, um, and I also like to write and rewrite, like I'll write the full the full the full uh, summary of this film and then reread it the next day and then rework it and mm-hmm. rework it and rework it starting from the beginning and kind of work my way through. And mm-hmm. as I'm finishing scenes, as the scenes feel solid, I move on. I keep moving on to the next one. Um, and, you know, or I might work on multiple scenes and kind of go from getting again and, and just keep working it until it feels solid from the beginning. Yeah. Because that's the, but those are the battles that make the difference later on. Yeah. Cause one, and when you re, keep reworking it, like the, from the beginning, you might keep changing how that character is. Mm-hmm. And once you feel it's solid, then you move on because that's how you want the rest of the film, the character to be for the rest of the film. Yeah. And what you, because you can imagine what, how you can imagine the rest of the movie starting to play out as mm-hmm. you perfect each early scene. Um, I think, are you all right with like leaving that for, or do you want to get into what makes for a great film or script? I think I, I, I want to add one more thing to the backstory yeah. thing. Yeah. I uh, I find and you sort of you sort of just touched on it. I find that if you are deep into the script that you're writing and like and you're really like you know like n- now you have your flow of, of of where you are in that script and like you know everything all the ideas are going and you know exactly how this the direction you know the, where the characters are going and whatnot. You generally do start uh, piecing together a sort of a backstory in your mind just organically. It just happens as you are just writing writing these pieces and 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 so i never write a backstory from necessarily the characters that i i write for but i happen to always always happen to know some type of reference points just just not even thinking about it just the way the way the, i've created a personality for a character lets me know probably where they were in their in, in the past previous two years yeah and i remember uh and, and uh writing ramesses uh for example um uh, uh i had i had this de- this de- this detective character, we don't know anything really about his 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 past his uh um his uh I'm about to say past life, but you know his his former you know how he how he was in his earlier days. We don't know anything about it. It's not even brought up in the script, but we do know that he has this really great friendship with this character named Calvin. And uh and I don't find it important. Uh, I didn't find it important at the time uh to 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 tell the audience why they're lifelong friends. I just, I don't, that does not contribute to what the story was, was going. 
But I remember uh, uh, one of the actors had uh, 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 the actor playing the, the detective. He had asked me, you know, I guess, um, you know, how long he had, he had known this guy. I'm like, oh, and, and right off the bat, I'm like, oh, well, you know, they went yeah. to co- they went to college together. And he's like, and he stopped because it's not in the script. But it I changes the performance. It. And 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 he stopped. He's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. So I said they're they're, they're life like friends. He probably yeah. the reason why he's in his house because there's a scene where where uh, Calvin wakes up and the detective's already in his house because he has a key. It's not mentioned that in the script that he has a key, but you can t- kind of tell through the, the script that they that they know each other previously. They're comfortable with each other to know that one has a key to the building. And I said, yeah, well, you know, he's been checking up on him. Like they know each other, like probably through college. Like they're 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 buddies. Um, and so it's just it's little things like that where I don't feel the need to address it in the script. I it, it pops up in my brain as I'm writing it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is why their the relationship is the way that it is. Um, but um, I just find that I, I, I start to piece together organically a little pieces of the backstory as I'm knee deep in writing the script. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 that's why when I say dig into writing, you're literally digging in. You're, yeah. you're starting a new battle. So yes. why, that's why I don't start writing until I have the entire story figured out. Because once you, once you hit the first draft, right. you're not thinking about overall story anymore. You can't, right. you yes. can't. Yes. And what, and, and what helps is, 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 is I, I try to question myself in terms of like, you know, uh, uh, if I'm going to write a scene, a dialogue, anything, uh, I always try to, um, there, there, there always being a reason for why the characters are in a cafe, why the characters are saying this specific line. Um, so if someone was to question me, Kevin, why did you write that line? Why is this character saying this line in, in this scene or, or, or why is this character ignoring this person, but he's talking to this person? Um, I, I've always uh, always put an intention behind every single, always be aware and put an intention behind every single uh, 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 writing piece that I do um, so it could all make sense, in which, which in a way creates the backstory, that the untold backstory in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, it does. Uh, it, uh, I mean, you, you, you're in, instinctively, as you're writing, you come up with backstory. I sort mean, of because yes. you're 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 thinking through it you're experiencing it as the character you're as when you're writing it um and, and writing is such a deep and mysterious thing that like when you're doing it you're just you know you're you're, you're so immersed in it and it's it's just it, it, you're creating a world in your in your head um yeah and that's and and, it's, and one of the reasons why i like doing a whole first the first draft i do a whole t- i just go start to finish the entire project you 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 get to see the overall structures and you get to pick those with bigger bigger battles what what are some battle like like in in that reference like in that analogy of picking your battles in yeah. terms of because that's my answer to what makes for a great film knowing which battles to pick when what are some of the bigger battles uh or things that make for a great film like what what is like like or you could you could put it this way as like an actor the big the choices the overall choices you know your choice is i'm gonna make this my priority for this project um for the story structure or or the character what are some things that you choose to prioritize over others that you think makes for a greater um film or greater um greater film down the road or or maximizes the potential of that film because that's really what the answer to that question is, or that, or the, the what, that's really what that question's about. Is what is that? What are those big choices or battles that you decide to focus on? 
Mm. can't focus on all of them you can't choose oh this character needs to like peanut butter from start to finish or you could and it will make for a lesser film um or you know that they drive a suburban or something like that doesn't matter okay so i think hmm i'm not sure that i don't know if i have the best way of explaining or answering this so i'm gonna try i think the best what makes for a great film is first of all to focus on your strengths your strengths yeah um and so so okay so for the for a production standpoint um i i write i write a lot of dialogue uh my dp uh, always compares my work you know uh, loosely to like aaron sorkin because i write a lot of dialogue um and i feel like that's that that's where uh that's my strongest point is is i write i write dialogue and i try to make it fast paced i try to make it witty I try to have make make. I try to have that conversation flow, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, and, and 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 also at the same time be be meaningful and them just them always talking for a purpose to 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 propel the story forward, not just have some kind of chit chat dialogue filler kind of thing happening. It's, it's always it's always to to propel the scene forward, but it's always always almost dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. All, um, all the time that's i think my strongest point uh what makes for a great film and uh also i don't think this is what you're looking for i'm just but i'm just gonna say it what makes for a great film is casting yeah picking the right people for the right parts because that could be your downfall if you if you if if you think if you think you found the right person and you get them in the room with the other actors and the chemistry's off or or whatnot um but uh uh, uh well the first thing an audience person's going to see is uh, if you know a person who's not involved in filmmaking is just you know uh um, um John Smith on the street is is they're going to they're going to watch the movie and the first thing they're going to see is your actors and um and i th- i think casting is the, the right casting is super important uh and uh and for me in 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 the script has to be has to be ready and it has to be it has to really deliver the storyline yeah the script needs to be ready cuz what i hear is like yeah like like jaws uh, i was thinking about this actually earlier today um you know i've you know jaws i read the book about the making of jaws by the the writer on it um or one of the screenwriters and they were writing they were rewriting things throughout production now if you want to view that as like what makes for a great blockbuster and movie you know you know the fact that they were rewriting things throughout the production it's like yeah but they were wasting a lot of money because of it but you know what i still prefer a well written like quentin tarantino or christopher nolan movie over jaws any day because i mean as long as uh, jaws is a great movie i love it but they have a finished script and a finished vision before they start Mm -hmm. and i think it makes for it's like it comes back to the point of picking your battles from Mm -hmm. you know you can you can go into production before the script is done and ready Mm -hmm. but then you're going to be picking the battles you're going to be compromising you're going to be making compromises and and things like that um i also think it's important and i've and I'm learning as I'm going, but mm-hmm. I, so I learned this relatively recently. But I also think it's important for you and the DP to fully understand 
because the DP is supposed to kind of like, you know, try to help um, create your vision as a director, create your vision of what you have seen for the scene. If you're also the writer of the, the piece as well, they're supposed to kind of you know, assist you in, in, uh, in what, what you see for the scene. And what I have learned um, is that storyboarding oh, yeah. works really well and it really helps. Um, it really helps uh, um, the, the 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 DP get into your head of 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 how uh, how you want these shots to be. And sometimes the way I storyboard, they may not be um, correctly illustrated as far mm. as like shot wise, but but it's it's enough for the DP to understand what I'm trying to do, the the, the kind of uh, um, uh, shots that I'm I'm trying to achieve. Uh, and 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 the elements of what I'm trying to strive for, and it, it's that really actually I found this year that really actually really helps a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna be storyboarding my next feature films. Yeah, uh, that's something I've been planning to do. Um, I'm probably even gonna draw the the storyboards and then actually go, and I do this now. Period. Like 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 where I take a camera or no, I'll, I'll I've started using an iPad. I I think since started started talking to Jamie. You know, I, I found the, the CAD Rage app, which is basically super great at, you know, getting the exact like I can li- I literally don't have to change lenses. Like I can literally use the iPad and have the exact framing of each lens based on my camera and what lens it is. Didn't have that with the other apps I've used before. Super useful. So now I don't bring like a camera or I might like on set like or location scouting. Um, but I, I figure out with story. I'm going to figure out with storyboards, drawing it for initial inspiration. And then with the actual thing, just so, so just so I know what lenses feel like in different environments, because it, it, you 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 imagine things and it's usually different. Yeah. Um, because like the environment, it's it's hard to comprehend how the environment's going to look. And then, but but figuring out what the DP, you know, how knowing how to communicate it to the DP is essential. Right. Being a having DP'd, I've I having been somebody who DP'd a film for the first time. It was not mine. It was somebody else's. Yeah. Um was an interesting challenge for me because I forgot or I didn't, it, it didn't occur to me that like, or I, I knew this innately, but it, I, you know, it, it you don't, you, you learn what this means in like in reality where you're not the same brain as the deep, as a director. Yeah. I've always been my own brain. Yeah. I, 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 so I can go location scouting and figuring out, figure out, to an 80% or a 90% degree what the shots are with the framing. Yes. I know the framing before I do a sketch for every shot, most mostly. I figure that all out way before shooting, um, just so I can set it and forget it and figure out as many things as I can early on. Um, when I'm DPing a film where I'm shooting it, but I, I'm not directing it, um, I did location scouting, but it was very not, it wasn't really useful, at least for this, particular director because he still had things he needed to figure out mm. um i mean we figured out like certain shots like we, f- we figured out a number of them but we didn't have t- enough time to map out all the shots and he showed me a storyboard which was basically pictures it was basically like a lookbook it was basically pictures of it was a, com- a combination of pictures but also like it was it was like a shot list with, and then also like pictures from stills from other films mm-hmm. completely useless to me okay like or or not totally useless. It gave me ideas for lighting. Yes. Um, and I'll probably do a lookbook for my own for my next films just so I can kind of have some inspiration. But, um, because that that was useful. Um, in that sense, uh, to know the lighting and whatnot, but or have ideas for it. But 
from now on, if I'm DPing somebody else's film, and you might want to try this with uh, Chris, I don't know if you have done this, but as a DP, I will hound the director from the beginning of the shooting day, like like for, like for the when I show up, ten, give me ten to twenty minutes and explain every shot. Uh-huh. Show me with your hands and your eyeballs. Yes. Where's the frame? Yes. What is the shot? And then. In that 20 minutes, what we'll do is we'll figure out where the light, we figure out where the lights need to be for the scene, for the entire scene, where um, where the shots are. And we, we realize, oh, wait, this breaks the 180 degree rule. Well, now we know that now we didn't start shooting half of the Got shit it. and find out later, oh, we did, we broke 180 degree rule. Well, I wasn't thinking about it. I thought you were, um, you know. Got it. Now I know that. Um, so first 20 minutes, it's going to save you a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. It's going to save you a lot of time on set. It'll save, you, it'll save you hours. If you have the DP, walk through them. It'll take 20 minutes or, yeah. or a little longer, but it'll save you hours. Right. Walk through everything. Right. Have them, even if you're not at the location, you're planning to move to another location. Have them kind of sh explain to you the environment if you haven't been there or remember the environment you know, from your memory. And say, okay, we want a shot of this, mm -hmm. and then we want a reverse shot of this, um, and we want, or this needs to be a two shot with these people here. Um, you know, get as detailed, but you need to know every single shot we plan to get that day. Um, some directors probably don't know what shots they want until later. Right. That's that's a that's a fucking uh, uh, that's hard. Um, yeah. But I mean, sometimes you come up with shot ideas that you didn't have before. That that, don't, that happens to me. Um, but. Um, you know, you you figure out as much as of that as you can on the set the day of, um, as if, as as much as you can. You figure out as much as you can beforehand too. Um, but often things change before the first the beginning of the shooting day, and you figure that out beginning of shooting day as a DP with the director. And like I said, eyeballs and hit fing like like fingers show me where where the frame is, right. and then I can kind of see what he's doing, and then kind of do mimic that really quick i know where the frame is and i can say oh what if we try this or adjust it a little bit and then then we figure out like and then, and then from there i figure out okay if we're, these are the different shots we could put a light here that mimics the, the the color temperature of this one we can have a light over here that mimics the color temperature of this motive and so there's motivated lighting and we could also create artificial lights and have them be a certain like color like a really like an exotic color like really you know, bright blue or red mm -hmm. or something and have color separation in the scene. Like at the, oh, for these different shots, we'll, we'll create a idea of where we are in space by having um, this red, red light coming from here and blue light coming from here. Or in this case, it was called real oranges and um, oranges was a metaphor for what real objective objectivity is in art. And the color scheme was like kind of a bluish and an orangish um, for that. And we figured out, okay, and, and not only that, color separation, when you have colors of different kind of like different, you know, hues like coming together on somebody's an actor's face, it looks amazing. Mm. It, it's beautiful. Um, I love it. And, yeah. and I love doing that. And um, you get, we experimented a lot with that on that film. And uh, and then, you know, I adjusted it in, in color grading. We haven't color graded the film. I just color graded the stills. Hopefully we do color grade it and make sure that it does look, you know, like we take some time with that. But right. um yeah, no, it's like you walk through that with your DP yeah. uh, at the beginning. Do you do that with Chris? Sorry, that was no, a long answer. No, we, uh, we do. We, we normally speak about shots uh, ahead of time, like a week beforehand or, or earlier. We speak about uh, uh, shots, uh, but I, which is where I found my last film, which is Monsters, the first film where I pretty much almost fully, almost fully story storyboarded 
um, for him to check out. When it, a lot of the characters are sitting down at a table, like mm-hmm. you and I, and I don't have the storyboard that he knows how to, you know, front, you know, he knows that kind of stuff. So, so when, when the characters were at this table, there was no need to storyboard it because you know, over the shoulder, over the shoulder, blah yeah. blah blah. He knew how to do that. But but when the action, when the actions were, when the characters were moving, and or um, it was more of a of an action scene where like people were standing up or, or things were happening. Um, I storyboarded all of that, and he was able to, and especially with me in this scenario, being ca- being in front of the camera mm-hmm. almost the entire time, that was really crucial for him. Yeah. Because and on top of that. On the day that we shot Monster, was again, it was one day, I didn't see, as a director, I didn't see one ounce of playback. I couldn't. We had to keep going. So he had the reference of the storyboards, and I had my trust in God that he got everything correct. And I didn't see a lick of footage until the next day after everything was wrapped and after um, we lost the location and everything. And, um, And thankfully... With the storyboards, he was able to really accommodate everything that I had I had drawn out. He really actually was able to. Ca- it was his first film. I don't want to speak for him, but I will. It was the first film that I think he really uh uh was uh, he felt that he had fully captured uh Kevin's essence of his vision of what he wants for his film. Because he oh, was okay. able to really mirror the the uh, a lot of the storyboards that I had written, um that I had drew. Uh, I think he was uh, so. I think he was really happy about that. Like really yeah. capturing. Trying to get into my mind of because for the most part of our previous works, he really, uh, he really did a good job as far as getting what I wanted. But I think he felt really satisfied, really tackling what I'm exactly thinking and, and my intention behind the shots. That's good that he's the kind of DP who is able to look at a, a storyboard and work with it. Yeah, like I've worked with DPs where they're like, um, like I like they they look at it and they look like it's a different language. <laughs> Like yeah. they, they're like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to do that, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Like, I love this. I, if I was a DP, I, I, I'd love, I'd cherish the, the fucking storyboard. I think, right? Like, it would be, it would just, it would give me a way, a window into the director's head. Um, and it would be so useful to have a DP who was able to look at a storyboard and kind of be like, oh, I get it, I get what you're going for. Yeah. Um. Also, I think, but you know, I, the reason I do, I would probably, I would do both drawing is. And and go take the camera into the in the environment like 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 an iPad or an iPhone you know and have an app, yeah. so you know the exact framing of the lens yeah. and the camera, and the sensor, and then you know okay well when I'm in this position I thought this would work but in this actual location the background's not going to be as where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to make it work. Yeah, like there might be a doorway to a doorway to a doorway. Well, if you know, you're gonna have to move like if and, and and if you you want the character to be in a certain place, you're gonna if you you're not gonna have doorway, doorway, doorway like framed right um the way you want, uh unless you move the entire thing. And and you find that out from from bringing a camera on set or or knowing this is all that's gonna this is everything that's gonna be captured in the frame, um, or or this object is going to be cut off by the frame and it's going to be distracting. Mm-hmm. You find that out by bringing a, a f- having a frame on set, having a lens or having a something that mimics that. And that's what that that's the importance of that for me especially. There's other things and, and there's things you don't think about. Um, right. I might even bring like a, a microphone like this on set on location scouting because I've like talked with like Jamie about like look like like set location sound, you know, knowing um like you want to know what it sounds like the location um, and bringing a sound person there, you know, knowing 
because they'll know things they'll pick up on things that you don't yes like like can yes. we all right can we turn off, off this air air conditioner right. this uh refrigerator right um and you know you know no figuring you can knock those you know you can you know you know hit those things like or you know like hit the them before they they hit yes. you um yeah so to say yeah but um yeah yeah i've done that i've done i've, I've been to uh i've locations got it before where i've like Oh, I can tell it's a dog on the floor beneath us, and I've tried to <laughs> I talk, or or if I'm close to a highway, I try to you know communicate that with the with the sound uh, with the sound mixer. And I always feel like that the people I work with, they're pros. That they know they pretty much know how to accommodate the, the, the yeah. accommodate themselves due to the environment. But like I always feel like I'm, I'm like like annoying them because I'm like, hey, just let you know, like you know, there's like a dog underneath at uh, uh, the floor behind uh, underneath us, and there's nothing I can do about it. So it's, it's a whole other property. When I always feel like I'm like annoying them because uh, they know what to do, yeah. I believe. But like I have, um, I have yeah. done that where where I'm I, I try to be aware of the sound. Um, it's it's uh, hard because those are things you should do as the director. You yes. should think about a million things at once. Yeah. I do that all the time, and I, I'm like, all right, how do I make this sound non condescending or non? Because you don't, you're not being dick. You're not trying to be a dick. Yes, you're, tra- you're trying to be as nice as possible. But right. when you're making a film, like yeah. like I was like you know like like I think Rusty Spade was the worst case for me, where like you you know I wasn't mean to anybody. I don't think, but I know you know I was you know at times I was like you know i was just i was being blunt like i was saying you're killing the shot right like mike get out of the shot (laughs) sorry mike (laughs) like 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 we see your yellow shirt back there get down on the ground like 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 there are times where like you're just drained and you just got to be to the point and you can't be nice yes i mean you you try to be kind or you try to be kind but yes um at some point you are expended. You, yes. Your wits are expended, and you need to use the remaining wits yes. you have to. I've been there. Uh, figure it out. For monster, I had, I had, I was for monster. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a stressful day, only because I only had one day to work with. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so I and and we had rehearsal. I had I had an actor. His name Stephen Vogel. He came over from California. Um, he fl- he flew in for this, and wow. um, and so I only had, but so I only had one day, uh, prior to filming, one day to rehearse for all five of them, all, all to be at the same time, which was the day beforehand, and and so we did a hope blocking. Re- we weren't at the location, but we did a hope blocking rehearsal, which really benefited the the production. But it was at that time where I said, guys, listen, um, we shoot tomorrow. I have one. <laughs> I have one day, um, and. And, you know, I'm going to try my best to keep myself in check, you know, as far as, you know, being emotional and not being like an Aaron angry director. But I was incredibly stressed out about the the time, the, the, the timing that I had to get all this done. Um, and it was a, a very stressful time for me to, to and I, and, you know, and I was right, right. I was right there. I was like, you know what, guys, you know. No, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I want you guys to, to, I want this to be a fun set. I want you guys, you know, I want this to be really, you know, like, like an, an awesome experience. But you know, I'm dealing with a lot. I'm directing this. I'm writing the, uh, uh, and at this point, it's already written. Mm-hmm. Directing this and acting in this and dealing with it's, it's a period piece. It was 1940s period piece. So dealing with costumes, and dealing with dealing with all that, bringing all that to the set. I said, I said, you know, you guys need to, you guys need to, just, just, um. Uh, uh, just just be ready and be prepared for just you know me uh you know potentially losing control and just 
being angry for a minute. Luckily, that never happened. Things mm -hmm. went great. But I've been there where where you that's know, a good thing to do to explain that to people ahead yeah, of time. Yeah. Like let them know, hey, look, I, I I'm gonna be do my best to be kind. Yes. But like when you're making movies, uh, just so people don't if they don't know, it's like when you're making movies, like I'm I, there's gonna be times where I'm running so ragged that I'm just gonna have to be blunt with you. Yeah. You know, I'm I mean I try not to be I try to be kind. Especially like leading up to a film, like I can, I have the time and the energy to be kind to people. But mm -hmm. when it comes to crunch time, I'm going to be blunt with you and mm -hmm. I'm going to say what I need from you. Yeah. And, you know, I'll apologize later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like if it comes off rude, yeah. um, like usually I apologize on the spot if it sounds sure. weird. Like I'll just right. say, hey, that sounded kind of like dickish, you know, mm -hmm. like I shouldn't have fucking said it that way. Yeah. But you get what, like they, you people get what I mean. Yes. Um, I mean, I've had a situation where, like, I because I was blunt with somebody, like, and it it real like I realized, like I I mean I, they were originally gonna be like a boom operator the entire day for Rusty Spade, but I was like, hey, um, we're gonna have to put the they make on the camera, and then you're, I'm gonna make you script supervisor. You're gonna have to lay down by that tree over there, on that hill, out of view the entire time, and and make sure that we get the the lines right. Mm -hmm. Boring ass job. But yeah, they did it, and then. I went to thank them and apologize and and tell them, hey, look, man, I that didn't go as I wanted it to. But as I come up to the car and he let people out, I, I, all of a sudden, like before I could go up and talk to him. Um, mm. I mean, I I don't think I was mean to him, but I probably shouldn't because he, he's a you know like uh, people. I don't, I hope I don't, I don't give too much away like okay. about who he was, so, okay. like so that they could find out because I don't want to hurt anybody, right? But you know, I talking about them, but sure, sure. You know, it's like I never heard about from them again. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I realized it was, you know, they they came not knowing much about what the was project was. It was very last minute, um, yeah. and they just, you know, they they they. I realized in retrospect, they were there and they couldn't leave because they were people's ride to back to the other location where we were parked. Oh, okay. I put I kind of put them in a shitty situation and they couldn't get out of it. And I realized. Fuck, I should have thought okay. that like it was just right. things that I I plan to think about in the future. But right. You know, um, it is what it is. Well, at least you know that and you acknowledge that and yeah. you and you understand. I, I, I apologize. That. I texted yes. him. I texted him. Hey, man, I realize in retrospect that was a shitty situation. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I still haven't heard from him. Right. I was I was walking up. Hey, man, I'm so. Oh, I guess okay. he's late for something, you know. Right. right. <laughs> but uh, uh, what what do you have any principles in how you go about doing what you do, writing, directing, or anything, or anything? Hmm. Awesome. Uh, I don't think I do. Hold on. I mean, I'm sure I do, but yeah. but but do I, I mean, it's so specific. It's yes. tactical. Right. These are ta this is a tactical question. Right. Do I have any principles? We often create principles based on the, the given situation. Right. Like uh, I created principles for how I DP'd the last film I DP'd, like how I went about that. And I probably will use that for how I light things and shoot things from now on for a while. And it'll change. I, I, I don't know if I have. Mm. Or you might not know how to verbalize. Well, it. I, I feel like, I feel like, my answer may may stray closely to like personal guidelines or personal type of like rules yeah. that I sort of have, but I think that's that's swaying in a different direction. Um, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, you know what? Honestly, I, I probably do, but I probably haven't haven't even really really even conceived of like what they are. I, all, all I do is I strive to when I when I make a movie, I strive to make that movie the best movie that it could be, and for that movie to accommodate the script the best way that it can be. And so, I don't want to ever. I'll say this: I don't want to ever try to. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm gonna use the word stifle, but I don't want to. I don't ever want to stifle the 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 uh, creative uh, makings of the the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever thing, what whatever uh, uh, film that I'm doing, I always want to make sure that if I'm if I'm gonna go forward and and, and make this project and 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 commit to it, I want to make sure that it's that that we are are doing a we're not doing a disservice to 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 what we are about to make making sure that everything is i'm incredibly thorough as a director writer producer i'm incredibly thorough when it comes to i do the scheduling everything i'm incredibly thorough amongst almost every aspect i I, my hand is in everything costumes uh everything it's in it's in everything and so um i am yeah (laughs) <laughs> i am uh, yeah do you have principles in life and art and these are this is more of like a broad spectrum yeah thing. i want to say no but i'm sure i do but i want to say no i feel like if you say something it may spark something do you want, do you want my my yes. example and i say this to everybody yeah for me it's honesty honesty to myself my audience and 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 honesty in what films i'm making do i feel like this is me do i feel like this is what I want to say. This is—is is this my view on life? Mm. I've been in situations where I wasn't being honest, and I just felt like garbage. I just felt like I wanted to puke. I felt like I couldn't do it. I had to back out. Mm. That was why that one, the first project that you we we initially started talking with over what you know that I said you know like I thought you could be a, like a lead character on it, but fortunately I cast that already. I I had to back out of it because it wasn't my experience it wasn't my view on what life like what, what the what it was about um what for me what what my life was about um uh, somebody else's um but yeah like I, I just can't i find and if i find i find it's easier to go through life being honest because you don't have to question what did you say to this person um and then you don't feel bad about hurting people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, right. I'll withhold information if it's going to hurt somebody if I give it away. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to go blabbing about a script I read or some or from somebody. I'm not going to go, you know, I'm going to keep things. I know how to keep secrets and and or, you know, you know, I guess, you know, tell the truth in a way where I'm not lying, but I'm not, you know, okay, hurting somebody. But okay. it's honesty for me. Okay. I would say then... And this may stray close to what you just said, but what the number one thing with me is communication. Yeah. If you want to get kicked off my project, the quickest way for that to happen is for you to stop communicating with me. Uh, it is. It is. It is huge with me. Uh, it's. 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 
and I can't. Even I have say, a friend like this. I can't even say some examples because I'm worried that maybe some people will watch this, and I don't want to like. Uh, Same. I, I don't want to call them out, but it is huge with me. Like, okay, and and, and this is how I, I I try to tell people when I when I if I set the all the actors down in one room or whatnot, and I try to explain where I'm coming from. Listen, it's not that hard to to if I a lot of questions. If I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, uh, it's not that hard. They're, they're normally a yes or no answer, so it's not that hard to reply to me. Yeah. Uh, and and I had one person. I can't even tell you his position because I think it would, it would give him away. But I had one person, um, in, in one of my previous films, and I can't tell you the, the the department he was in. But I had one person where he where I would I would email him, and 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 again in the email, all I'm looking for is a yes or no from him. I'm not looking for a, a big answer response, and it, it would just take him two weeks to three weeks to reply to me it was just it was just ridiculous That's literally a situation i'm having right now it was just it was just ridiculous i'm and, not gonna say his name and, but um i might even send this clip to him just to wake him up you know yeah, it, dude I, I it takes if i get here back from him, it takes a week or two mm-hmm. weeks or but it's i don't like, even hear back from him most of the time it's like it's like I'm sending this clip to you bro and and there are people that like, I, like I, I, and there are people that I will, I will, I will text. Well, I don't work with these people anymore, but there are people that I would text. And again, yes or no answers. And it would take them like a week to respond. And I'm sorry. But, I can't you know, work with that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's not hard to use your little fingers on your phone and just be like, yes or no. You know, out of the, whatever, the 12 hours of your day, you don't have that one moment to like, I, I know there are times where we're busy and I get that. And sometimes you forget to reply and whatnot, but like, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I understand like missing like like yeah I've been like like my uncle emailed me I can't I'm so busy right now I I haven't been able to get back to him about something or you know I I can't like you know or you or like somebody might read something like your message and think they responded but forget right that happened to me with somebody like or that's happened to me with people yeah and um. Happened with Eric. Uh, you, you know, Eric. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? I think is I think, and I probably will, will butcher it. But I think it's Melaragni. Melaragni. Okay. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I did know. that with him by accident. I, yeah. I didn't even know that I read his message, but you know, he he apparently saw Rusty Spade, kind of like you did, and then, but like much earlier when it came out. But mm-hmm. I was so stressed out from just making it, and then when it going, going to try and make something just as ambitious right uh-huh. after. I was drained as fuck and I was yeah. location scouting probably when I read his message. Yeah. So I opened the message and then didn't do any other than thought, okay, I'll respond to this later. Mm-hmm. Didn't respond. Yeah. But I felt bad because it was a right. very thoughtful response. And I, yeah. if I read the whole thing, I would have definitely remembered to respond it. To right. it. But um, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it drives me insane. And so you talk about principles. Yeah. Yes. Communication. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, there was someone I was considering. I was considering to, to cast in my movie Monster, and he just wasn't. And he just, you know, a, a week went by, and he just wasn't. Um, because I think he had to. He had to. Um, I think I was asking for like a video audition or whatever, and he had all the materials, and uh, or whatnot, and um, and and he just didn't respond to me. I was like, you know what? You're cut. Like, like he did. I didn't even give him a chance after that. I, I cannot work with someone who doesn't respond to me. Yeah, it's not that hard, guys. It's, it's not that hard. Yeah, especially <sighs> when you're the one directing and producing and doing all these things, put, put together a project. Yeah, you are literally like stretching your wits. But if you can find the time to do it, there's no excuse. Yeah, the other person needs to find time to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm at this point where this person, I'm like, the, I I was originally I've always had them in, as in mind for the lead character of this mm-hmm. one of the lead characters for this film 
and I've kind of written with him in mind mm -hmm. and I don't want to be a dick, but I, I, the way he is, the way he's been for the last few years, I can't, he's a good friend and, I, and he's a nice guy. I can't deal with that. Like yeah. I, I, I plan to pay everybody out of my own money. Mm -hmm. I can't, he, I can't like be wondering, are you going to show up? Mm -hmm. Because I don't hear from you. Yeah. He usually does. But it's like, I can't, I can't deal with that. Like mm -hmm. I, I, it's like you said, communication is so important. And so I'm probably gonna have to drop him. Yeah. I, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to. Yep. If, if he does, if, if, if he can't like figure it out. Yeah, there, there, there <laughs> like, was this one actor that on and, and one of my previous projects that I really wanted to work with and, but his communication just sucks. And here's the thing. I don't even know if he even knows that, that his communication sucks. So I had thought about like, maybe I should like let this guy know what's up. Like from my perspective, like, Hey, like, you know, you know, maybe you're not, you don't realize this, but what you're doing right now, uh, what you're showing me is that like, is that, you know, you don't care or, you know, you're I hope just... we're not talking about the same person. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask, when this is over, I want to ask you. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk but, about it. But, but, there, but there was this guy that I, I, there was this guy I really wanted to work with him. And I just, but what he was showing with me in our, in our negotiations, he never was actually casted. But in, in, in negotiations, like what he was showing me was he just, his communication just sucked. It just flat out sucked. And, and never, person. never, but, but I never met this person. I never actually met this person in, in, in real life. Um, it was always like communicated over like online or email, whatever. <laughs> uh, and, I'm anticipating this. And, I'm gonna write this and, down. And yeah, I've I've never actually like met him, but like his his just communication is it's just awful, and and it was just um, it was just it's it's just a shame. And so I so I I I I just kick rocks with that idea and 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 found someone else for the part. And again, the person never even actually even saw the script. It was just simple negotiations. But it was just, uh, just I just I cannot handle people who don't communicate with me, and yeah. and I give people a grace period. Here's the thing: when I when I say this, I'm not expecting a response in within the minute or within the hour. I give people 48 hours to be lovely. Yeah, 48 hours. 24 hours to be great. But every you know, once in a while, a little longer I, than that. I don't want people thinking that Kevin's like you know demanding yeah. a response like immediately. No, I, you know I give you, but when it when three days, bro. A lot can happen in 48 hours. Like, like a whole shoot could be rescheduled or we might have to reschedule. And, and it, it really, it might take, like, I might be like, I, like I might find out, Oh, the location, we can't use it anymore. Now we got to reschedule this. And I have to find out in, in a few hours or, or, or 12 hours um, from everybody from 12 different people. What, you know, who, what where their schedules line up do all their schedules line up on this time of this mm -hmm. day to reschedule to this mm -hmm. and then you know confirm that with everybody if you take me if you take more than 48 hours like like 48 hours, all right maybe but in a situation like that you need to get back to me like really quickly mm -hmm. because or we might not be able to schedule for that right that that happens and yes. that's that's why i need communication right and that's why we need communication because yes. it's like especially when you when you're doing a short independent film and you need to like you need to like you you have to work within everybody's schedules and you have to figure out when everybody's available right that happens and that that's tough um that happens to me all the time and it always yes. just drives me nuts when it's there's somebody in the right. group of the project where they can't get back to you right just like even and, and i have and and thankfully chris is one of these people and, and there's other people who do this too even if you write me saying you know Kevin can't talk right now. I'll talk to you. You know, whatever. I'll get. I'll get back to you. Just talk That's to me. Perfect. Talk to me. That's so great. Don't just leave me in the dark and whatever. And uh, just like write me some. Because I guess I feel like some people maybe feel like that's 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 
writing a message like that is too much. It's not. Write them back saying, hey, you know, I'll, I'll you know, yeah. can't talk right now. Or, you know, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Just because so, you're telling me that you've at least, at least acknowledged you've seen my message and that, okay, you're busy. I got, I get it. Write me when you can. But uh, I just... love being le- left on red. <sighs> <laughs> Especially like, like if, if it was like that, like, yeah, like you're like, uh, yeah, you like, like, let me know why you're leaving me on red. Cause it's just, it's, it's can come off as passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's if it's like, oh, I can't respond to this. I'll, I'm I'm kind of busy right now. I can't do this. Uh, let me. I'll let you know. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Um, yeah, because then I start thinking. Well, I try not to do this. It's my lizard brain. That that's the lizard brain that they're that from evolution that that tells you, oh, they 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 got this against you. Or they, yes. Oh, I, I've been in situations where I completely misread something mm-hmm. because I was left on red, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, I did something. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was because of something else I did, and it wasn't. It happens to me, but a bit. But um, thanks for listening or watching. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. For notes and links to things mentioned on the show, my films, the video version of the podcast, or select the clips from each episode, go to profitableproductions.com/podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two f's, two t's. Also, for updates on future episodes, follow me on Instagram at Tom Profit Take and at Profitable Productions. Thanks again. Catch you on the next take.